Hello, everybody. Welcome to Standard Definition, the podcast where we talk about whatever we feel like talking about. I am your host, Corey Derry, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race, Mr. Laron Dawkins. What's poppin', y'all? Also joining us, tagging in for Colonel Panic this week, is none other than the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the Jotun Toten, the Gallbloom Assisting, Mr. Josh Finney. Hi! Hi, Josh. <laughs> Hi, Corey. Hi, I Laron. Missed, I missed you. I missed you, too. It's not like this is the fourth show we've done in this many days. I know. I know. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, there was no poll up tonight, but if you guys guessed that I was wearing a shirt tonight with sleeves, you win some sort of prize. I'm not sure what prize it is, but mm-hmm. you win it. I just vote for what's the point. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. Not going to lie. Also, your mirror is still up back there, Laron. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not... It's not going anywhere. If you go, we were watching you do the muscle poses, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were singing the Jurassic Park theme song. Thank God I took the tassels off the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have Corey's uh, face on them? No, 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 no. Only no, Logan. That's gets only that. only Logan. Only gets, Logan. Only Logan gets my mouth on his nipples. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, the bus is on fire. It is careening down the hill towards the townsfolk. <laughs> Move your grandmothers. Hide your grandpas. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Bible man would approve of that. <laughs> oh, listen to Land Party. You'll figure that out. Uh, man. How's it going, Josh, besides us reminiscing about your viewings of the Jurassic Park sequels? You know, it's it's going good. It's It's been a busy week. It's been a busy year weekend, but it's good. I'm uh, looking forward to a couple of quieter days this next week, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. If we could all just not drop any news for like three days this week, it would be fantastic. If we could just calm the fuck down, everybody. Just... <laughs> Because, I mean, uh, listen, I, I've, I've got to suffer through the internet discourse this week of the fanboys debating if Zack Snyder's Justice League or Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be better. Why can't we just enjoy them both or not enjoy yeah. them at all? Like, why yeah. Why does it have to be an either or? You know, it's like people fighting over what plastic box is better in light of this deal that was made this week. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, listen. No, nobody cares. Sony does not care if you simp for their box this much. I promise you, Phil Spencer sure as hell doesn't care if you simp for his box. Just play games and enjoy them, maybe? I don't know. Right? Just like like what you like. Who cares? You're driving me to drink, Internet, and I don't like it. Look, I posted a tweet this week, and I said, I like things that you don't like, and I don't like things that you do like. Like what you like, play what you play. Who cares? How much hate did you get for that? Um, it, I've I got some colorful DMs from that, but that's the internet for you. Not a lot. So, I had a few people try to um, game explain to me the uh, the phrasing that Phil Spencer used, mm-hmm. and I was like, first off, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about, and you don't. Second off, why why are you choosing to argue with a random internet stranger? Because why? the internet why is bored. Why am I still getting replies and likes on the, the tweet replies to me? You don't have to go, Ratioed! Like, 
dude, it was a comment over if Wolfenstein is going to be exclusive or not. You can call calm thine tits. Mm-hmm. Calm your chocolate milk titties down and mm-hmm. find something else to occupy your time with. Xbox for life. <laughs> Four twenty sixty nine. It's always the people with those fucking names. Yep. Xbox gamer for life. Bill Spencer's daddy. Did they have like that? Did they have three X's in front with an underscore and three X's behind the name with the underscore? Uh, multiple ones did actually. And and and, and a in a suspect year that's never actually the year the year of their birth. <laughs> Dude, it's just it's it's unbearable. It's like oh my god, come on. Yeah. You are arguing with uh, people. Call me a Sony pony. Have you all? Have, do you know who I am? <laughs> Wait. What? Uh, okay. What the hell is that? It's the PlayStation fan base are called Sony ponies. Oh, Sony pony. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then those same people call Xbox fans Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, just like Jesus fucking Christ. Can we just? Can we be mature? I want to go. I'm gonna go sit at the Stadia table if this doesn't calm down. <laughs> there's nobody there so nobody can make fun of you <laughs> nobody exactly <laughs> i'm going to vita island oh god definitely no one there, there either uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't get the except for austin the, austin's there <laughs> it's, it's like i said it's like i said on yesterday's show i don't get the butt hurtness about this you know because i know honestly you know like you these are the same jackasses that were that were trying to rub it in every Microsoft uh, Xbox owner's face, you know, about the fact that they don't have Uncharted, they don't have The Last of Us, they don't have all those they comments have... too yesterday and uh, yeah. the last couple of days going, oh well, the Bethesda deal is still is that's a big deal, but uh, when's the last time they made a good game? Have you seen the reviews for Wolfenstein Youngblood and Cyber Pilot and seventy six? And I'm like, uh, buddy, do you do you really want me to go pull up the scores for Days Gone? Do, do you do you want to play this game? I can pull up Days Gone in the order for you. It just I can pull up Drive Club. It just it just it just bothers me how pedantic like like gamers can be oh, sometimes. It, it, you know, hey, you know what? This and, then, you, this and this is the main this is the main reason why I don't miss working at GameStop because God, Nintendo fans, you know, oh, <laughs> they'll tell you. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby games are the best games ever made. They'll tell you that Paper Mario, the Origami King, is a Game of the Year contender. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, I God. You, Ed. He'll I be in the you. chat. He'll be in the chat in less than five minutes now. Oh, I summoned God. him. You did. You said Paper Mario three times. Oh, my God. It's like it's like it's like it's like in those cartoons when the, when the ants antennas, they perk up and you hear the little radio signal. thing coming. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bad games, Josh, I redownloaded the Avengers. Oh, God. Because it gets Why? That, it get, it gets that patch next week, and I okay. I want to give the story another shot because so, I, and so Hawk, it's and getting Hawkeye a patch. When down. when is the content patch coming? I don't care Hawkeye about that. I didn't finish the first set of oh, content you, it came out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's funny. I was just, I was just talking about this uh, in Ray's stream. He uh, he was like, I don't know what game to play next. He's like, I want to play Avengers, but I don't. And he's like, the only play I'll, way I'll play Outriders is if it comes to Game Pass. And I was like, oh, I'll tell you right now, Avengers is better than Outriders, but that's not really saying much. <laughs> that's a low bar, but guys. Oh, dude, it, it's not even a bar. It's like walking over a pipe that's on the ground. That's the, that's the bar you have to clear to be better than Marvel's Avengers game right now. Oh, yeah. man. Do you enjoy having to put on pieces of gear to the Hulk? Then this is the game for you. Yeah, they should have just. 
I don't know. It's I get so I get like so skill bad. trees and stuff, but they like that game would have been much better off with skill points and skill trees than armor. They should have just what sold. My mind is that the Spider-Man DLC that was talked about so much before launch isn't even out yet. Like nobody is going to be around to enjoy it. I know that whole list of content and those characters aren't even out yet. Like they're what they're planning on characters to the end of next year, right? Like I mean, so they they are like super behind because. Clint Barton was supposed to be out at the end of October, and he's been pushed all the way back to now. Mm-hmm. So if that gives you any idea of where we're at, we're probably about six, seven months behind. So, yeah, they've probably got content planned through, like, mid-2022. I think by E3, they just cut their losses, and they're like, nah, we're done. Yeah. We're done. And they've made XP even harder to get in that game I know, now. they should have made it easier. <laughs> Yeah, like, they tried to explain it on Reddit, and they just got they got downvoted to all hell, like eight thousand downvotes or something. Oh, jeez! Oh, like man. every comment is like, "You guys are idiots. We want to play in like this game. Why would you do this to us?" That man, this game. I want to like, like I want to like the game. I do. I to want to throw my Captain America shield at, at you know robots i guess because it's fucking disney but man this this is a classic example of studio executives interfering with well publishing executives interfering with what the studio wants to do <laughs> which was obviously more tomb raider because that's all they've been talking yeah. about all year and not the not avengers more tomb raider but like this was originally avengers was a single player game it wasn't even a live service they like rebooted it in 2018 yeah Part of the reason when they were forced to make this game, that's part of why Daryl Gallagher left and went to go found the initiative with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Because he just he flat out didn't want to make this kind of game. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we saw Corey Barlog left after uh, they declared the first Tomb Raider was a failure, even though it sold seven million units. He left and went back to Santa Monica and made God of War, arguably the best game of the generation like. That was probably a smart decision on his part. Square yeah. has shit the bed and lost so many key people over at Crystal Dynamics. Mm. And, like, some of Daryl's leadership team over there even went to go join him at the initiative. Yeah. Like, just at, at what point does Square sit there and go, our efforts in the West are going terrible? Because they've IO Interactive is already gone. I'm surprised they haven't tried to sell off Crystal Dynamics at some point. Yeah, same here. Like, so I here's don't, the problem. They just re- they opened a second studio like two years ago for Crystal. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they, they could turn around but and sell them. It's a conspiracy headphones time. Whoop. Whoop. They're returning. They haven't returned in quite some time. Uh, Crystal Dynamics' second studio is in Bellevue, Washington. Right by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've said, like, for a while, like, I feel like that would have been... Of course, this was before the Bethesda acquisition. Like, that would have been a good studio for them to try and, like, bribe Square into. Mm -hmm. But I just... It's a disaster over there. I feel so bad. For them and for Eidos, I feel so bad for those two teams. God, talk about two studios that would be perfect for Microsoft and, like, the Game Pass situation. Would be, like, like, would be adding, like, Deus Ex and Tomb Raider to Game Pass. Like, I mean, getting those studios and adding those games to Game Pass. I think you would just be able to get the studios. I don't think they would part with the Tomb Raider IP. It's Square. No, no I mean, yeah. I mean, buy the studios from Square and add them. That, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they could get the studios. I don't think they could get the IPs. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's true. 
And I mean, if they did, you would have yet another outcry, um, like we did with Rise of the Tomb Raider. And I do think the outcry for that one would so, be pretty. I think it'd be justified. Um, like we're, we're seeing a lot of people upset and I'm sure we're about to get to this about, you know, Microsoft now holding some of the biggest names in role playing and first person shooters ever. Let me, let me pitch this idea to you, Josh, they buy those studios. Okay. And they don't get the IP. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if, what if crystal dynamics created a new IP about a strong female archeologist, Kara loft. Yep. Caroloft. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like they, I feel like you could get the Deus Ex IP. They're they're clearly not doing anything with it. It's been on ice for like five years now. I feel like you could get that, but like Tomb Raider, I think like Square, despite their best efforts, has not been able to mismanage that IP this decade. But I don't know. I to be fair, they did sell the Hitman IP. They did let IO keep the Hitman IP. True, they did, which which is probably bigger than Tomb Raider at this point. Uh... I feel like in terms of like the way it's talked about and how people talk about it, at least well, maybe not. We haven't in... had a Tomb Raider in a few years. Like Shadow of the Tomb Raider was a noticeable step down from the reboot and from Rise. Rise is the pinnacle of the series, in my opinion. I really, uh... li I really like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I I really liked that game. A lot. I, I, the only reason why I say it's it's a noticeable step down is because it isn't Crystal Dynamics. It's Eidos that worked on it, and like I don't think Eidos is bad at all. I mean, Human Revolution is an awesome game, but it just I don't know. It lacked something, in my opinion. I to be fair, I didn't play a lot of it. I watched my girlfriend play through the game though, mm -hmm. and I was like, eh, I played two of these. I played the entire Uncharted series. I'm good with sitting this out. And then, like, two weeks later, they announced Indiana Jones from Machine Games. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm back in. Let's do it. <laughs> Another game with somebody that's going to have a pickaxe and a whip yeah, and but an it, awesome hat? But Let's do it. It's Indiana Jones. It's indie, though. Yeah. I got to tell you, dude, I started playing that the uh, the Xbox one, the uh, the Indiana How Jones. How rough is it? Does it still play well? It it's The controls are of a time when the xbox was the main console right but also it's pretty fucking fun <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i it's... haven't downloaded I, I haven't tried it it was next on my list to do and then well new vegas and dishonored it, and doom and it looks came. really good though like for a what 20 year old game at this point it looks it really good up press for the yeah. one x i know that yeah it looks no, really was... good i feel like i always miss out on indiana jones games because they always come to the one console i don't have well maybe you should get that console well, I mean, it'll, hey, it'll be on the Xbox on, Series S is two ninety nine ninety nine. It'll be on game. It'll be on Game Pass. I'm pretty sure it will. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new one. The, the new, new one will be on PC Game Pass day one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man, games, man, games. Corey, what are we talking about tonight? I don't know. Whatever we want, Josh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Well, uh, let's let's start about what we've been doing though. What are we watching, playing, doing? anything interesting anybody watching anything interesting or are we all just uh, waiting for falcon and the Ted lasso oh yeah how's that i fucking love ted so i love bill lawrence comedies mm -hmm. i'm a huge longtime fan of scrubs mm -hmm. uh i like scrubs I like cougar town uh i'm very 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 into ted lasso uh it's jason sudeikis's best role in his career i think 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can very clearly tell that he helped write this, but mm-hmm. it's almost every episode. It's him and Bill Lawrence who were writing it. Like they said, they're only going to do three seasons. They're going to finish the story in three seasons. That's it. Cause they don't think they can keep Jason on TV any longer than that. Mm-hmm. This series alone got me to sign up for Apple TV though, which I have resisted doing for a couple of years now. I had that year free trial and I was going to, start watching what was the other show on there that mystic quest or whatever that ubisoft helped produce? i, I want to watch mythic quest i want to watch um the chris evans miniseries that's on there defending jacob i want to watch that um and they have a deal with uh, an indie studio a24 to distribute some of their movies on there mm-hmm. so i like that but i'm just as a service i really just don't give a shit about it but this show is so singularly good that I didn't mind paying for a month just to watch it and Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Because after that one show that I want to watch, you know, everything else is extra. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not like the typical Jason Sudeikis role. Like, he's just, like, really quirky and really charming in it. He's an idiot, but he's yeah. really charming. Like, he's a football coach from America hired to coach soccer in the UK. Hmm. Because the owner is trying to run it into the ground despite her ex-husband. Hmm. Interesting. And it just ends up being like like he makes an impact hmm. on the players. Like, they all hate him at the beginning, but they come to really like him by the end. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good... It's really good. Especially, like, you don't have to like soccer or anything, but I think if you do like soccer or you have, like, knowledge of, like, the Premier League or the Champions League, things like that, like, I think that helps a little bit. It's just an overall really funny show. Hmm. It's only eight episodes, so it's... We knocked it out in one night. Four hours, we were done. Okay, my wife and I have been looking for something else to watch. My, I still have like three or four months left on a free trial, so... Corey, when's the last time I steered you wrong on something to watch? <sighs> I don't I don't know if you ever have, Josh. That's right. Watch Ted Lasso. Mm. <laughs> I'm still trying to find time to watch the other things you told me to watch. Except I did watch WandaVision. Very good. That's all I have to say. I'm glad you watched WandaVision. I love WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier starts on Friday. Excited for that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The more I think about WandaVision, the more I like want to rewatch it, honestly. It's one of those that I feel like you're... Because people were kept talking about like, oh, did you catch this? Did you catch that? This is like the first Marvel thing I think I've ever watched where I wasn't watching for Easter eggs on purpose. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying it so much. And I was like... I'm probably going to go back and rewatch this, but at the same time, it's, I don't know if I want to rewatch it. Like right now mm-hmm. I might do it like in the fall or in the summer. Like I'll definitely do it before Dr. Strange comes out next year. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when I'll probably do my rewatch at this time next year, like two weeks before that comes out. But I, I don't know. Like it's harder for me to rewatch shows that aren't movies. Yeah, like or watch rewatch shows as opposed to movies, unless it's a sitcom that I'm gonna go fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the exact opposite. I'll I'll rewatch I'll rewatch a show before I actually rewatch a movie, and that's and that's probably saying a lot because I I rewatch movies, you know, especially movies I love, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those people like I'll typically like for example I guarantee you when season two of WandaVision is coming out I'm gonna rewatch the entire season one. I kind of do this like it's it's a is, it's a thing I do. Is there gonna be a second season? Mm-hmm. This oh. is a one shot. Yep, I did not know that. So, WandaVision is meant to be a one shot because it leads directly into the events of Multiverse of Madness next year. Uh huh. This so what? and so wait, this what the, hell and they... the Loki series will both lead into that. So wait, what the hell are they doing with that White Vision that's just out there? <laughs> I 
guess you'll have to keep watching the MCU shows to find out. Huh. Huh. So, yeah. all right. So, WandaVision takes place before Spider-Man, which, by the way, Leron, if you still mm-hmm. have if you still have that copy of Spider-Man, I would like to watch it. Uh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't wait, seen. Wait, wait, wait. The the first or the second one or both? <laughs> I I've seen the first one. I have not seen the second one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but this this takes place before Spider Man, right? Technically, my understanding is yes. And yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place before this too, We're because this was supposed sure. to come out before, but that doesn't mean it takes place before. Yeah, we're not we're not quite sure. My impression is they were probably meant to take place about simultaneously mm-hmm. because this is gonna be Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I believe there there was talk about Don Cheadle popping up. In yeah, this at he one. is. He's in it. So to help, because this will help launch Armor Wars next year, right? Um, and I, that's why I think it's really cool. Like they're using these shows to kick off a lot of the plot lines. We're gonna see in other shows. Much like the movies, but some of them, like WandaVision, are going to help set up WandaVision and um, Loki and Miss Marvel, for example, are the three we know about that are definitely setting up movies mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's a really unique storytelling device that we, we really haven't been able to get in movies before. Like, oh, a show is setting this up? Because, I mean, you know, honestly, like, if you're into the MCU, like, you're going to pay that six bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. pay for Disney. And, like, I know I remember people going, like, oh, I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to watch the Marvel shows, and I'm going to cancel my sub until the next one. The way they're doing this is, like, almost, like, villainistic because you got two weeks off between WandaVision and the beginning of Falcon. Mm-hmm. You're going to get – at the end of Falcon, you might get a – you're going to get a full month off before Loki because they had pushed Loki back to June. But if you're into Star Wars, Bad Batch starts on May 4th. And that's going to go for like 12 to 16 episodes. And the summer you're going to get Marvel's What If. And then you're going to get Hawkeye. And then you're going to get Miss Marvel. And then She-Hulk and Moon Knight. And oh, look at that. We're already back the next spring. And that's without counting Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, etc. Like they, they're they going to have enough stuff continuously rolling that, oh, I want to be part of the discourse and not get this ruined for me. I have to keep this subscription. I have to watch it as soon as it airs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we've resorted. Disney Plus was crashing at 2 o'clock in the morning because we were all trying to watch it so we didn't get spoiled. Hmm. That's how bad this has become. It started with the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian, and it happened every episode for the rest of that season. And then WandaVision, it wasn't that bad until we got to the end. The la- When we got to the week after Evan Peters makes his debut, servers were just crashing left and right. It took like Do 10 you, minutes of refreshing to get in at the 2 a.m. The director of that episode said they weren't expecting people to make the X-Men connection. I think that's a PR answer. Yeah. That's yeah. a BS, right? It, you don't cast uh, yeah, the same yeah. actor as the same no. character. Well, so, because, I mean, the, Jack Schaefer and uh, Matt Shockman, who are the showrunner and director of the series, uh, were talking about it, and they said that when they talk that Evan Peters had told Kevin Feige, he wanted his intro into the MCU to be like in the weirdest way humanly possible. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we thought, you know, we kind of had an opening here because Pietro's dead in this reality. Like, okay, let's use him. Let's use him from the Fox movies. Like, and this and that, I don't think I, when they say they didn't expect people to make the connection, I don't think they expected 
fans to be as nuts as they were about it. Mm-hmm. Like this was shocking to mm-hmm. a lot of the people who worked on this show. And it's like, it shouldn't be if you followed any of the discourse from the movies. But even then this was on another level because it was, it took like two years of theorizing and compacted it into like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is in internet terms, it, it's like taking an entire season of lost and cramming it into a few weeks. Like that was the original show we used to speculate about on the internet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you look at us, things haven't changed in 15 years. Like and people are getting mad because their theories weren't right. And this and that, like I, people that I've never known to pick up a comic book or even watch an MCU film in their life. were watching WandaVision and posting about it and saying things like, Oh, it's totally going to be Mephisto. No, it's going to be nightmare. And it's behind this. And I'm like, what the fuck? My wife, my wife was doing that stuff. She was like, "What the fuck is wrong with y'all?" Like, she's like, "How do you know who Wiccan is?" She's like, I, like "She's like, I want to go back and kind of watch the movies again because I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to these characters because they never, they always seemed like secondary characters." Well, they were, and that's that's part yeah, of they the genius of the film of the film TV integration. I think is you're taking these characters that can't get the time of day in a two hour movie because you have to focus on your Robert Downey Juniors and your your uh, Chris Pratt's and your Chris Evanses, hmm. and it allows you to take a classically sta- trained stage actor like Paul Bettany and make him just ham it up for eight weeks, mm-hmm. which is the best. On Dude, yeah. It, it's fantastic. Have you seen the pictures of him before they Photoshop out his ears? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious. And how they had to paint but him blue to get the right time color. Of his life. Yeah. Like, who would ever have imagined that Tony Stark's robot butler, who you only ever hear, you never see, would become Vision? Vision. Which is and awesome. And have his own TV show that's modeled after I Love Lucy. It's so like, funny. It's so it, yeah, it's incredible. It, it's just it's something so weird. This never would have worked as a movie, but for some reason, as a TV show, it works perfectly. I think mm-hmm. I think my wife was so connected to it because their family is Eastern European, mm-hmm. and like I mean, their characters are obviously, but like all they watched when she was a little kid was like Bewitched and I Love Lucy and all those Nick at Night shows because that's US, all they, that's all they US could US watch. Syndicated shows, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, they moved here when she was three, and uh, that's all they watched. That's all they had. You yeah. know, so it's, it was. It's she, amazing. It's amazing how these shows like just grab a slice of life from somewhere, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's completely relatable to to like to like one person or to everybody. Mm-hmm. And can we discuss like the the songs that would open up, like mm-hmm. the theme songs? They were all written by the, uh, I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, but I know they were the music advisors and they wrote like the themes and stuff for the series. They're written by the husband and wife that do the Frozen music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's great. And let's be honest, everybody at this point, even if you haven't watched WandaVision, you know the Agatha song at this point. Yeah. Or you've seen the or you've seen the 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 meme of her winking like the big wink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Like it, I just I, I love how 
people can complain, cinephiles or film bros, whatever you want to call them, can complain all they want to about the MCU's sustained success. And like, oh, this isn't real storytelling. This isn't real filmmaking. Well, it's really doing something right if this yeah. many people are still enjoying it and they're not hate watching it. Like, not having, every critic in the world praising this has been wrong. Clearly, and they're mm-hmm. having real conversations about it. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't get this. You don't get this with just regular television that often. You don't. There are real conversations to be had about mental about uh you know mental impairment mental disabilities like there are full health like there are a lot of conversations to be had about how wanda takes it but also how vision reacts when he finds out he's been manipulated Mm -hmm. you know how uh you 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 desperately have uh savona paris's character god i just uh monica Mm -hmm. monica out there trying to you know she's trying to deal she's out of deal with her grief as you know like she she disappeared for five years, and 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 her and her family is gone. Like her mom is dead. It's like it's like it's like it's like what was supposed to have happened to her actually happened to her family, and she got dropped in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she and I mean, like she's only been back for a couple of days. Like we forget this yeah. movie, this series takes place not two weeks after Tony Stark's funeral. Mm-hmm. By the by the way, I hate that they call it the blip. <laughs> so I actually like it because it doesn't make sense for us. Like we're going like it's the snap. It's not the blip. But in universe, I think that makes sense because <laughs> how the fuck are you going to explain Thanos? This grimace looking motherfucker who he, he, he wiped out three billion people on Earth. Really? Really? Like there's aliens falling from the sky. OK, it, it's it's like. It's like Jeremy Renner says in Age of Ultron to Elizabeth Olsen's character. When they're sitting there in the building fighting the Ultron robots, and she, she's afraid to go out there. And he looks at her, he says, the, the city is floating, robots are falling from the sky, and I'm out here with a bow and arrow. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> but yeah. if you, if you want to stay here and hide, that's fine. I'll send your brother for you. But if you step out that door, you go to work because you're an Avenger now. Yeah. And he goes out there to fight and it's like we see her for the emergence of her powers for real after that. Mm-hmm. And that's a line that continues. It's a straight line through Civil War, through Infinity War, to Endgame, to her 1v1 with Thanos. Like we see why she is arguably the most powerful person in the universe in oh, this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you yeah, you if you pay attention, you you definitely see she has a lot of coaches, she has a lot of people who have her back and But she has a lot of struggle grows. too, right? Like she's yeah, lost, who was yeah. not yeah. calling Clint Barton and Linda Carter during this who was not calling them <laughs> hawkeye is the person in the world she is closest to now that pietro and vision are both dead yeah he's basically a surrogate father to her by the events of civil war mm-hmm. he named his child after her brother come on no one's calling hawkeye up he's just hanging out with the girl from transformers that's all he's doing <laughs> it's fine i don't like it hey man <clears throat> so but yeah uh mcu man that's uh they did something right you know you know you know it's funny because i remember i remember um i was working at gamestop at the time and i was really close to somebody who was um who did they um who did marketing for um who did marketing for i want to say it was either regal or cinemark but um but one day he comes into my store he was like hey He's like, um, he's like, we're doing this promotion for for a special movie that's coming out, 
And um, and I've got a, and I've got a bunch of uh, I got a bunch of tickets to give out. Uh, uh you know, any, uh, I'll give you one. Do you know anyone that wants to? Do you know anyone that wants to just go see a free movie? And I was like, yeah, I've got three roommates. Uh, sh- give me four tickets. We'll go. So we go. Like he, he's like, he's like, okay, here they are. Like I look at the tickets. The tickets just say admit one. And it has this particular night on there. I did not. Uh, you know, I asked him. I was like, hey, what movie is this? He's like, I can't tell you what movie this is. I was like. You can't even give me like an idea. He's like, okay. He's like, uh, he's like, it's a, um, it's an action movie, and that was all he told me. I was like, okay, man. Uh, I was like, well, you do know, I go see this movie and it's trash. I'm giving you a whole bunch of shit the next time you walk into my store. So me, me and my roommates, we drive all the way to Virginia Beach because we live, we live, um, we live damn near in Yorktown. So if anyone knows this area of Virginia, like uh, a ride to Virginia Beach means we're going through a tunnel and it's like a 35 minute drive. We drive all the way to Virginia Beach. We get in line for the tickets, and um, there's a decent line of people there. I want to say, I want to say, it was at least 50 people there. So it wasn't a full house for the for the for the actual theater that we were in that night, but it was a it was a pretty big audience. And as we're walking in and giving our tickets and stuff, there's some PR people at the door. And they're like, "Hey, like um like when you when you come out, make sure to come see us because we have some questions for you. and We have something mm-hmm. for you to fill out." We sit down, we sit down, and and so. They give they start the movie and they accidentally run a trailer and they accidentally run the trailer for what's the 2009 uh, reboot of Star Trek, but they but they cut that off halfway because we weren't supposed to see that. So now we actually have an idea a new Star Trek movie's coming. So we're like, oh shit, is this what's up? It was fucking Iron Man. That was that was our sneak peek movie. Man, <laughs> I um. I got the opportunity back in early 2016. Uh, we're going to do some fan screenings of Civil War a month ahead of time. Oh, God. I happened to be online when they announced it because they gave no prior announcement. It was just, if you see this tweet, basically rush over there and get them. The three theaters doing it in Dallas were completely gone. The only other theater in the state of Texas that had tickets, there was Austin, which went out while I was trying to check out, and Houston. I was able to secure two tickets. That was the max you could get. Me and, because I couldn't really walk that good at the time, me and my best friend jumped in my car three days later, drove to Houston for a movie, and drove back in the middle of the night. (laughs) But we got to see Civil War a full month early. We had to sign NDAs and all this stuff. Yeah, we saw. That we saw. Was incredible being in that theater with people like because there were people from Marvel there to gauge our reactions. Yeah, the entire theater went nuts the first time you see Black Panther drop in in the suit, <laughs> and then when the word just when Queens pops up, everyone starts screaming because we knew what that meant. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we saw. Yeah, like our our screener for Iron Man was three months before it was actually supposed to mm-hmm. drop. I I've been to so many pre release screenings in my life, and nothing has compared it, to the energy and you inside was, of a movie. You want to know what's crazy though? Like, um, I remember getting that. I remember seeing that screener, and um, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that an Iron Man movie was coming. I didn't. I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. but I had never even heard at the time. I had never even heard of Iron Man. I knew the Hulk movie was coming, but I'm like, man. Is this like a sequel to that really bad Hulk movie from like a couple years ago? Yeah. And and like my so 
there's like a, a the, like a second run movie theater around here where movies are a dollar. I think they're like a dollar fifty now. But uh, my dad, my dad and I always used to go see dollar movies like every weekend. And he's like, "Do you know anything about this Iron Man movie with this with Robert Downey Jr.?" And I'm like, "No." I was like, "I don't know, <laughs> no." He's like, "Oh, well, it looks good. You want to go see it?" I'm like, "I'm like sure." So I start looking it up, and I see it's like a Mar- it's it's Marvel. I'm like. Okay, well, I like X Men and I like I like the Spider Man movies. Okay, let's go check out this Iron Man, right? Because back then Iron Man was like a D tier character, right? Nobody yeah, cared about he was, Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, and uh, I was like, man, this is cool. This is awesome. And then like Hulk was also playing there, and we ended up watching Iron Man and Hulk back to back. And like we get up from Hulk, right? And the people next to me were next to us weren't getting up, and they're like. They were like, this is the third time we've seen this movie. You might want to sit and wait. Yeah. <laughs> and like Tony Stark walks into the bar to talk to what's his face. And we were like, are these are these like this sequels to each other? Like what's happening here? And then I fell out a rabbit hole. That was the other I thing would... I remember about the uh, the Iron Man screening. Uh, when uh, when the ro- when the credits rolled, like we all got up, we yeah. all got up and everything. And the people at the door was like, no, 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 no. You guys yeah. want to sit back down. And we're like, and we're like, why? And as soon as they said, as soon as we said why, we turned around, and there was like a this the the uh, the first end screen, uh, the end the end scene happens, and it was like, yeah. And so everybody just ran back to their seats. And yeah. Sat down. <laughs> I uh, I'll never forget seeing Captain America: The First Avenger opening night. There were like eight of us in that theater, maybe. Uh huh. Yeah, and... my dad and I were the only ones. It was like it was the next. It was the Saturday after it came out. My dad and I were the only ones in there at like a four o'clock screening. There, uh, we saw it at midnight, and like there, there were other people that trickled in like after it started that we hadn't seen, and like my friends all go to get up, and I, I felt like it was the Mel Gibson Braveheart meme where you're just like hold. <laughs> because at this point, like I, I just I knew I just yeah. knew sit your asses down, and everyone's like, oh come on, dude! Like because we we'd had uh like I don't remember if they started doing a mid credits there or not, but they were like, no, like we've already seen them in the modern day, like they're not going to do anything else. And then you the credit like the lights kind of dimmed back down because the operators knew and people are like, oh shit! And they all sit down and it shows the scene of him meet him and Nick Fury in the boxing ring mm-hmm. when yeah. he's training and he says he's got a mission to save the world and that launched and we were like, is that it? And then all of a sudden you hear the music for the first time and it's the first teaser for Avengers. Avengers, mm-hmm. yeah. Which we weren't expecting to see. It was we would find out later on that was what they had shown at Comic Con as the screen yeah. a yeah. couple of weeks earlier. And I am just nobody else in my theater understands what a big deal. I'm screaming. <laughs> I am losing my absolute mind. There are tears coming down my face. This is what childhood me dreamed of seeing. Like all I'm missing is fucking Spider Man in this, and this is all I've ever wanted. Like I had started reading Avengers. In like 2005, 2006, so like all through high school, I had been into this. I'm a year or two into college at this point. I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm trying to explain to everybody what the Avengers actually is. Yeah, because they've only ever heard the word Avengers in Iron Man two. Well, when you grow up in the nine, like when you grow up right. in the 90s, like as somebody who who was only really into Ninja Turtles and X Men comics at the time, and like. I was like, oh, well, there's a crossover with the Avengers, I guess, but I don't care about any of these characters, yeah. so I'm going to skip them, right? And, like, yeah, I was like, man, what what is happening? Like, why is, like, 
I didn't really understand why it was such a big deal until Captain America, that end scene with Captain America, yeah. and they teased it, right? Because, like, I, we saw I, Thor, I, I and I was like, see, man. I read Civil War a couple of years earlier. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this, this was coming out right when Dark Reign was happening. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we had just gotten through Secret Invasion. Dark Reign and Dark Avengers were happening. Iron Man was world's most wanted. Captain America is dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to get all these storylines? Then you go into Avengers and you're watching it. By now, people kind of understand to stay still. Mm-hmm. And they did yeah. it as a mid-credits instead of a post-credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I spent the entire regular credits explaining who Thanos was to my theater. Because I, I was there at 7 a.m. on a Friday morning. I had missed the midnight premiere. And I'm trying to explain to them, like, who Thanos is and why is Grimace wanting to attack the universe? Mm-hmm. And they're just because the, the scream that left my mouth was not human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw it was like Thanos it was like he it, it was like he had seen Prince of Michael Jackson on the street. <laughs> uh, it, it was more of a shriek that left my mouth, but it was extremely high pitched. And because mm-hmm. I never drink, like I had just gotten the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the moment when they all drop it. It's the money shot they show in the Super Bowl trailer, right? Yeah, Where it, it's it's the circular shot. And you're just like, oh, my God, nothing is ever going to top this moment for me as a fan. And then they delivered six years of continually topping that moment mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. Portals. Portals is the ultimate fan service moment of any movie ever. Dude, the first time you hear on your left in that Portals moment. Yes, yes. The significance of it being Chadwick Boseman that walks through that portal too. Yeah, of it being Black Panther, especially after what happened, you know, last year with his tragic passing. Mm-hmm. It's him, Letitia Wright, Danny Guria, and uh, Anthony Mackie that come through the portal first. Yeah, yeah, it's that was like, so awesome. They're here to save your ass again, again. Yeah, we're, we're gonna say again. All right. And then everybody starts coming through and you're just like, you're feeling the emotions through cap and you have like just as much disbelief as Iron Man, the money shot pepper landing. And you're like, Oh shit, here we go. It's really happening. With that whole scene. I'm curious though. Like, like who briefed everybody to what the hell was going down at that moment? (laughs) That is so No no single person on that movie was ever given the complete script. I know that much. No, no, no. I I meant, I meant, I meant the characters in the movie. Uh, Like who briefed them, who briefed them that like, Hey, extinction level event is going down. Dr. Strange. (laughs) Uh, So Peter Parker explains that to Iron Man when Iron Man's holding him, he's hugging him. And uh, he goes, yeah, it was so weird. Like I woke, like I got all, I got all, I got like all dusty and I disappeared. And then I woke up and you were gone. And, Doctor Strange was there, and he was making a port. He's like, "Come on, come on! They need us! They need us!" And then they all just show up, and it's like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like Doctor Strange, like clearly was like jumping around, getting everybody else, and then came back for the people he left on Mars, who can yeah. inexplicably breathe on that planet too, mind you. Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah! It's just like, is there a better? Like I know they're killing a whole bunch of nameless aliens, but is there a cooler like moment? Like a, um, a series that culminates in a moment. Is there something cooler than that? Like the only thing I the thing I struggle to think of is maybe it was maybe the the Black Gate of Mordor when it's like intercutting between the Fellowship and Frodo and Sam climbing the mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. That's about it. But it's like even that, like, okay, you knew that was coming. Like if you've ever yeah. read the Lord of the Rings, like you didn't know how they were gonna handle the resurrections here though. And like you think that's everyone, and all of a sudden Ant Man just blows up the rest of the building. Right. Because yeah. he saved <laughs> the raccoon. <laughs> it's so oh, great. Man. Just, I have freeze framed that the heroes sprinting across the screen so many times just to see all the little details. And you know, I know, I know, it's, I know, it's really pandery that they did it, but I, I love the girl power, the girl power scene. It was important to do. It was, it was, it, it definitely was. But I, I yeah. you know, I, I loved it. It was just, it was it, just something. It was just something. Honestly, it was, it was something magical about that, about the fact that they let the women drive for that scene (laughs) and it's i think that's just that's the mcu magic honestly Mm -hmm. it's like yeah everybody got something to smile about in that like 15 minute sequence like yeah uh seeing that opening night like i I left work early went to the very first screening from second that the portal opens Mm -hmm. with falcon and black panther to tony stark dying was just constant screaming. The, like, the theater... I, I don't even know the dialogue that happened in that. It took me until I saw it for a third time in theaters to know what was actually happening because it was just screaming constantly. The theater I was in, I remember when Wanda dro- dropped down out the middle uh-huh. of the sky and was like, you took everything from me? Like, the, the, the entire theater that I was in just started uh, hollering. Like, it was it was like, nuts. People cheered when Black Panther came out. Yes, it was, it that was, was another so one. Quiet. That was another There was yep. a kid. It was dead silent. And when he walked through, this kid, two rows of front goes, he's alive! <laughs> and you just hear the parents shushing him. And, like, everyone's clapping and stuff. Like, progressively, it's more heroes. When Spider-Man comes in, it got to a deafening level, though, of screaming, cheering, grown men pumping their fists in the air. Like, we all knew Spider-Man wasn't dead, okay? But we were vindicated after a whole year of listening to lies. (laughs) I'll tell you the scene, though, that made me lose my damn mind. When Cap picked up the hammer, that was it for me. Yeah, when you just, <laughs> yeah. well, no, when when Thanos is beating the crap out of Thor, and you just see the hammer, the hit hammer him in get the picked face, up. and then you see it fly back, and you just see Cap catch it. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Like, oh god! And then you know they're back to back fighting. He's got the hammer. Thor's got the. He ends up with the axe though. <laughs> And Thor's like, no, you get the no, little you one. You get the little one. I take the big one. <laughs> it's so great. Like, there's just there's so many fan service moments in that, and that's ultimately what I think. The MCU is not only a great vessel for storytelling, and of course that's expanded into television, into short films, even into some spinoff comics that are technically part of the canon, but. It's added service. It's what we've all wanted to see since we were kids playing with these action figures in our backyards. You know what? You know what? I'll say this. Hurry up and get the X-Men into the universe because I need to see Magneto pick up freaking Mjolnir just well, like he did in the comics. A, there's a <laughs> rumor that the the mutants is being developed. It's not called the X-Men. It's called the mutants, right? That's a rumor that's floating around out there. It is, but it's from a not trustworthy source. Hmm. I, I don't know. I saw. I just saw Todd extra friend of show tweeting about it so i kind of got excited but the mute any mutant film is 2024 or farther away because 23 is going to be the year of the fantastic four right and they're they're going to want them to have their own 
time in the spotlight and not have to compete. Like I would wager that'll be their major film. They may have like one or two smaller ones, like a Shang-Chi style film or something, but Whoa. it's going to be them. It's uh, I mean, the X-Men, then a new X-Men movie just came out last year. So, I mean, like yeah. the X-Men are still fresh and people are still like trying to, f- they need time to realize that those X-Men aren't going to be the new X-Men. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be at least three to five years before we see any like, X-Men. And th- there's nothing that says that we can't get mutants introduced subtly through these other movies. Like, right. I mean, I would almost guarantee you that we haven't seen the last of Ralph Boner. Right. <laughs> I would guarantee you we haven't seen the last of uh, of Evan Peters because that that's one of the few castings that you want to carry over from those movies. Yeah, he's like and the best part of those movies wants to do another one. Yeah, he's like the best. Uh, part of those I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Bring back the original Quicksilver. Bring, bring that guy back. Wait, what? Bring back the original He's Pietro. Talking about the one from the MCU. No, yes. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. Just tell no, him to go make you know another what? bad. Hold on, hold on, movie. hold on, it's hold on, fine. hold on. No, they were warring. Hold on, Marvel was warring with the other part of itself that wasn't part of Marvel Studios, and they were like, "No, don't pay attention to this stuff." So guess what? I didn't pay attention to that stuff. You know, like you know, the guy who died in Age of Ultron. That's Quicksilver. <laughs> He's bad. Well, that, anyway, I like. To... I, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad the 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 Sokovian government went and bought him some stuff from Dick's Sporting Goods to wear as a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even them. No, the, it was like he's wearing the jumpsuit. That's like Tony Stark's gym clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. He stole the coat out of Pepper's closet to give the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> And then she kept it for like four movies. <laughs> by the uh, way, by the way, I, I actually enjoyed her outfits in in the MCU in, in the MCU movies. But mm-hmm. you know, like I really I really love her suit. I, I love that they get, found a way to give her like a lot of MCU movies have done to give you the classic costume without making you look fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was not was I was head. not trying to I was not trying to see her look like someone's mistress. <laughs> so they did that in the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode was hilarious. It was awesome. Vision being in the classic Vision getup was with, what I did not know I needed in life. With, with his like, with his like waist high boxing shorts. I love how he explained it too. He's like, "Well, I'm a luchador." <laughs> it's so great because yeah, he can't flat out say like, "Well, this is the classic Vision look." Like, yeah. and they dress uh, <laughs> they dress speed up like he's Quicksilver. It's so great. Yeah. Like, yeah. How can you not love the nods to the classics? Yeah, it's, it's mm. good. It's really MC, good. Please just keep making magic forever. Look, I man, so good, so good. And I, I like. I really like that. Like my, we found something that my wife was like just as or more invested in. Oh, it was awesome. I love WandaVision. I want more. I need more MCU. This makes me want to do that MCU show even more. Yeah, you know Joe's in. Joe's in. I'm in. Well, the thing is, is like, I know Joe doesn't have the time to do it. Is the problem? Well, then I'm in. I know you're in. (laughs) I'm sure Josh would be in. I could be persuaded. Hmm. What if I? Wait, Josh keeps running away from us. I know. Do. Except he. Except me and him have done four shows in four days, so it's fine. Yeah, no. Uh, no, that may cause me to run away. Mm-hmm. Just, fine. just can't, just can't stay away, can you, bro? 
It's Corey. What can I say? Ooh. You can't quit me. You got, once you, you guys need me. some alone time, I, I mean, I can I can mute and go uh, and turn off my camera. No, we, we need someone to watch. <laughs> we could be like the 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 oops Oreo. I mean, it might not be the first time that situation has happened to me. Oh God. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving. Hmm. Seems like a <laughs> seems like a story for after dark, not this show. Uh, I mean, we I guess we have an explicit tag, but that's uh. <laughs> yeah, I may need to start putting the explicit tag on Crossroads <laughs> soon. I already do. So. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Because I, I swear, like, do you like, know who like, we work? Do you know who we work with? Of course, I put the explicit tag on every show except for Pow Block. <laughs> Listen, which is probably why it's uh, it's does better than all the other shows because it's family friendly. Uh, it's fine. You got a big child running the show. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be family friendly. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're gonna be on it tomorrow, though. Maybe I should bust out that explicit tag for tomorrow's episode. <laughs> I, I would just preemptively put it on there. <laughs> uh, I'm. I saw me swear I'm up to no good. <laughs> so we, man, we should plan that. We should, we should find a way to do that. We should find a way. Life finds a way. Jurassic Park reference. That's, that's what you call a callback, guys. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Actually, I have some ideas. I don't want to talk to them live. I don't want to talk to them live on the show while we have standard definition going. That's fine. We can talk about it after. Uh, anyways, Josh, so you've you've just been uh, doing that, doing watching that Jurassic Park. <laughs> God, no, I've not uh, Jurassic. Uh, all right. So, man, I feel like we're having such a great talk about the MCU. I want to talk about like what's coming. I want to talk about Josh. You know what? We're fuck it. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I have a very important question to ask you both because you guys are more comically savvy than I am. I would say. Mm-hmm. What is the storyline of Falcon and Winter Soldier besides the fact that he's besides the fact that there's like a new fake Captain America and that uh, uh, what's his face is going to be. So it's not America. a fake Captain America, though. That's the thing. So U.S. agent is meant to be the government's replacement for Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's he's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's just this is his job. He's hired to be the new Captain America. He actually becomes an ally of Steve Rogers and Falcon. Hmm. But the whole thing is there. They the government doesn't want Sam to have the shield because I think they're going to play into a lot of uh when Sam becomes Captain America in the uh, the 2010 uh, run of Captain America, he takes over, has the shield and everything. When Steve becomes super duper old, mm-hmm. his serum goes goes away. Mm-hmm. And so while he's trying to figure out a way to like you know restore his youth and things like that, Falcon takes up the shield and becomes Cap. And citizens hate it. They hate basically they hate seeing a black Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not relevant right now. (laughs) Right. The series is going to deal with a lot of that. And Sam kind of coming to understand that, yeah, Steve picked him, but Steve didn't pick him because he was his friend. If it was as simple as my best friend, Bucky would have gotten the shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, 
you, you, it's more than just you're my friend. It's that you're a good man and you're worthy of the shield. And it's going to be Sam accepting that he doesn't have to be exactly the same kind of Captain America that Steve was. Mm -hmm. As long as he embodies what that shield represents, he is Captain America, whether people like it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he was chosen. And then, of course, you know, you got Baron Zemo coming in. I suspect the Masters of Evil are part of it. Kind of like Captain America's group of enemies that we never really met. Uh, we already know that uh, the kickboxing guy from Winter Soldier is coming back, Patrock the Leaper. Uh, so, I mean, you got him and Zemo. They're two of the main leaders. Crossbones is traditionally part of that group. But unless they magically got Frank Grillo back, he's not going to be in it. Uh, Why wouldn't they I get guess- him back? Because he's he, technically dead. He is he blew himself up? Yes. I mean, is he? That's what start. That's what started Civil War. Yeah. I mean, is he though? Is he dead? He, he or is. does he just no, no, missing no, no, some no. pieces? He, he's he's, he's dead. dead. No, 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 no. No, Wanda couldn't put couldn't keep him together. <laughs> that's what started Civil War. I know. Yeah, I know. But I'm just he, saying. He, he's big dead. He's big, big dead, dead, dead. He's. I um, thought he was. I thought he was dead, and the helicarrier dropped on his ass. So. I mean, it is a comic book. Anything could happen. Um, but, I mean, Zemo is, I would say, arguably Cap's greatest nemesis. Like, more so than Red Skull. And it's just because, like, he is, he is one of the smartest villains in the Marvel Universe. He's as a you mercenary, see in Civil like, War. Well, as you see in Civil War, I mean. and Yeah. I'm very curious to see how they bring in, you know, his Sokovian heritage to this. Like, I suspect there may be some calls to WandaVision during this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we've got two people from that country terrorizing various parts of the U.S. Mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I do think this leads into Armor Wars, and I do think this is going to kick off a storyline that will eventually intersect with that WandaVision uh, post credit scene with the scrolls. Mm-hmm. I think setting up the two different storylines that are going to progress... One through the magical realms, one through, you know, standard things, you know, but Falcon Winter Soldier, Armor Wars, Miss Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, etc. I think those are on a collision course to end in Secret Invasion being your Avengers style event. Mm-hmm. But it's the people from the TV shows mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the ones from the movies. Like maybe you throw Shang-Chi in there or something or <laughs> fucking well, Dane Whitman shows up as Black Knight. Who knows? Well, isn't isn't. Uh... Uh, what's his face? Who plays Hulk? Now, isn't he Mark supposed Ruffalo. to be? Isn't yeah, Mark Ruffalo? Isn't he supposed to be in She-Hulk? He's in She-Hulk. We don't know to what extent. I, I mean, mean, he's in it because uh, Jennifer Walters is going to die and needs a blood transfusion, and he's the only match. Yeah, him giving her his blood though turns her into She-Hulk. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I mean, you could technically have Hulk. Well, I guess he's what Professor Hulk now or whatever, right? Like he's like he's smart Hulk. So. Yeah, huh? Oh, I I was gonna say you could just have a CG Hulk without ever touching Mark Ruffalo, but like, you kind of need him now. I mean, Ruffalo has said he wants to keep doing stuff. So yeah, yeah. him and Hemsworth are the two that want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, by the way, Thor: Love and Thunder. Have you seen the, the set shots of that? Natalie Portman is fucking ripped. I know. Yeah, <laughs> she's jacked. I know. You have to be if you're going to be Lady Thor, though. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. I'm excited to see how they explain that to people because we all we've we've always known Thor as well Thor, 
Mm-hmm. In the comics, when he loses the power, he loses his power, and he's he's not worthy to pick up Mjolnir anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jane Foster is. Jane Foster he is. becomes the mighty Thor. He just becomes Odin's son. Mm-hmm. Just, just starts going by his last name. Mm-hmm. Very curious to see if we get an Odin son movie or like a six part TV series or something. Or can they just kind of merge that into Guardians Three? You think he's gonna is he's he's gonna be in Guardians Three, right? Or are the Guardians going to be in Thor? The Guardians are in Thor. Okay. We don't know how much, though. It could be as simple as they're in it for the opening and they show back up at the end, or if they're going to be in the whole thing or what. But James Gunn said that the plans that they did for Love and Thunder did not interfere very much with what he had already written for Volume 3. Okay. So... Taking it by those comments, I don't think that Thor is going to be in Guardians 3 because he says he was surprised when he saw that as a scene. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think so. Okay. That was very much a decision on the writers of Endgame's part. Okay. No. It it could fix, but I that's a that's one of those gimmicks and like gags I don't want to wear itself out. Mm-hmm. Like I if mean, they're in Thor, cool. Let Guardians go be its own thing then, because you still Adam Warlock and a few other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Thor's, may be a place to introduce Galactus. Thor's Ooh. world kind of fits with uh, the Guardians, though, because I mean, yeah, Thor not is not officially part of the uh, part of the Guardians, but Angela is, and she's supposedly one of the daughters of uh, of Odin, if I remember correctly. She is. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if they can ever use Angela though, because she was technically a Spawn character first. Oh, was she? I did not know that. She was, and they bought the rights. They got the rights back and retconned her into being Odin's daughter, if I remember mm. correctly. Uh, but I mean, they've already gone down that route with Hela, right? Hela. It's like, but oh, Hela was she, actually real, though. I mean, right. That... But here's the thing: like, you've already gone down that route once with Secret Sister. If you do a second one, it just seems kind of lame. Yeah, it seems kind of hokey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd prefer him stay away from that. As much as I like Angela as a character, they might they might turn around. They might turn around and just say she's a she's a she's a she's a, a Valkyrie in exile or something. I mean, I yeah. mean, they could do that. I think at that point, I'd rather you just focus on Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, we. I think we could all agree we need more Tessa Thompson. Oh, for hell, yes, hell yes. Hmm. See, it's the only reason anybody watched uh, Men in Black International. Am I right? Like I watched, I watched Ragnarok. Yesterday. I watched Ragnarok yesterday, man. And I was like, man, I love her character. I've been on an I, MCU kick, and I've been rewatching the movies that I've only seen once or not at all, and. uh Man, I gotta tell you, and not to get off on a like a non-Thor with the conversation we're having, but Iron Man three better than I remember. I like Iron Man three. I and like that's because I, I like Shane Black a lot, mm-hmm. the director yeah. and writer. I, I love Lethal Weapon. I grew up watching those. So yeah, I was allowed to watch Lethal Weapon, but not Ninja Turtles. Let that sink in. <laughs> I, uh, I I like anything he does. Like I'm a big fan of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, he works really mm-hmm. great with RDJ. It, it's it's fantastic. Letting him do an Iron Man movie was a great idea. Mm-hmm. I yep. believe Downey picked him personally when Favreau said no. Yeah. Uh, what else did I What else did I watch recently? Uh, both Ant Man movies are both great. Hell yeah! Uh, I feel like I feel like the first Ant Man. In my opinion, actually, no. To me, the first Ant Man is the best non-connected movie for the MCU. It is my favorite one. Mm. 
Yeah. My oh. favorite my favorite not my favorite non connected because my favorite connected is um Captain America the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie, I think, at this yeah. point. That's not an Avengers movie. Winter Soldier like. is in my top five. It's mm-hmm. been bumped down a few pegs in recent years. Mm-hmm. I mean um, what what I, Infinity what Infinity War and Endgame did it you can't deny it what those no, they're did. they're in a league of their own. Uh I personally have Black Panther and uh Spider Man Homecoming above it. Hmm. I, I've only seen Homecoming once. Homecoming is the Spider-Man movie I always wanted as a kid but never got. And, I mean, Black Panther is just... Black Panther is not... It's not a typical MCU movie like you expect. Like, I'm watching a legit African drama Yeah. in the MCU. And it's... it's I mean, Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan are... They're fucking flawless. God, Michael B. Jordan is just like... The uh, pedicle of acting. Easily one of the best actors of his generation mm-hmm. across the Yeah. I have loved him ever since I saw him on The Wire. I lo- I like I I first saw him on Friday Night Lights. He's in the third Friday, season. Vince, I think. baby. Vince. Yeah. What is he, the th- third season or the fourth season? Whatever whenever they fourth. like merge the schools or whatever. Yeah, he's he's the quarterback in season four and five. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great show, by the way. Dude, Great show. That is the that is one of the best shows. Not to get off on a Friday Night Lights tangent. I mean, I could. That is if one you of the best to. shows about like Midwest America. Yeah, Texas like, rural America. It, dude, I'm telling you, like I grew up in a town that was yeah, I was in a suburb of Dallas, but this was a small town, small town for Texas, mm-hmm. like 40,000 people in it, and yeah, every single time there was a football game. That's mm-hmm. all anybody did on a Friday night. That's all anybody, yeah. was, That's all yeah. anybody did in where I grew up, too. I mean, I live in Ohio. It's arguably the second biggest football state in America yeah. behind Texas. And uh, it, it was just like it was a way of life. Like you couldn't go anywhere. We It was the Longhorns were the local uh, high school team. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't go anywhere during football season without seeing those. Like I, when they made it the state for a couple years in a row, mm-hmm. it like they shut down the school. The school district shut down for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Kids got the day off it was a party like it was a parade yeah it was uh yeah. yeah as someone who was involved in that it was insane it it's surreal and it's like you know, i've seen a lot of people in the years since go like that's not real it's like no no it, it's it, real go i urge you to go to a smaller a smallish town in texas on a friday night like the book friday night lights is the best sports book ever written yeah, about good old Midlands. Mm. But yeah, anyways, Michael B. Jordan, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost wish they didn't cast him as the villain so he could come back at some point. The word is he's coming back somehow in number two, especially after Chadwick's passing. Hmm. Yeah, I I read an article the other day that uh, Ryan Coogler said that this was the hardest thing he's ever had to do was mm-hmm. figure out how to make a sequel without the main character. Yeah. If there's anybody in the MCU, like in their like cabal of directors and writers that could do it, it's him. Yeah. He's the only one I would frankly trust to do it without recasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody, no, no offense. Like I love James Gunn and I I love what him and Peyton Reed have done with guardians and Ant-Man and John Watts over on Spider-Man. I don't think any of them could do it without recasting. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, man, that's gonna that's gonna be 
Who's who do you think I mean the the sister takes up the mantle at some point, right? In the in in the, the comics, books? yeah. 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 You think that's what they're going to do? You think they're going to do something like that? That's that's what I'm thinking, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath for it. I suspect we won't know for sure until at least this summer. Uh, because they are, they are still saying it's coming out July 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't know by this summer, then they're going to keep it a secret until that first trailer drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's going to be Shuri for at least this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think this is part of why they're doing that Wakanda series with Disney Plus now mm-hmm. is to explore different characters there. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, who becomes the next Black Panther? Realistically. It'll be Shuri for this movie, but I think by the end she will truly give the mantle over to uh, the rival that Chadwick's uh, character T'Challa had to beat to actually get the mantle of it. Mm-hmm. You talking uh, about you Mbaku? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they'll give it to Mbaku. Because hmm. just because you are one way in the comics doesn't mean you can you completely change in the MCU. The yeah. MCU is a different canonical universe within yep. the Marvel multiverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not it, not everything has to be like Earth six one six or like the Ultimate Universe that it's stylized off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this can be. I mean, Agatha's not a villain in the original comics, but she's a villain in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she was a villain. I think you know, she's definitely a villain. She had the butch, dude. Mm, she, no. uh, yeah, yeah. She had the dark. She had the dark hold, and yeah, the dark hold leads to some very, she had very dark hold. Her buddy was supposed to be a demon. No, she was evil. <laughs> So, how sad are you, by the way, Laron, that, that Agents of Sealed is officially non-canon now because of that? They haven't said for sure. I'm in the camp of it's still canon. Until they say otherwise, it's canon. Because because my whole thing is they mentioned the Darkhold. You know, they did not have to bring that up at all. They could have said... Yeah, but don't they, they show said, it? Don't they show it and it's a completely yeah, different and thing? Yeah, and it, looks different, and it looks different from the Darkhold in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But my whole thing about the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, connection is the fact that... Is the fact that in Season 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when Ghost Rider was happening and they had the Darkhold and all that stuff, Ghost Rider was actually doing the trans-dimensional thing that Doctor Strange and his guys do. Hmm. They were doing the actual effect. It wasn't so. It wasn't like it wasn't like you know like uh like you know like some random coincidence because he said because he even said like Ghost Rider's character even said he's taking this book somewhere where it will not be easily found. Hmm. Cool. And um and yeah the Darkhold the the Darkhold even though in Age of Shield it never says the Book of the Damned like when people were beginning to understand it and be corrupted by it a lot of the people were saying yeah this book is not this book is not meant for 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 good for good and noble purposes. Hmm. Hmm. I'm okay. yeah. I'm curious to see how they address Agents of Shield. I think Agents of Shield will probably still be like the Netflix series, and just like they won't be contradicted, but we won't exactly rush to bring them up until we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the the only, the only thing I found ever unrealistic about Agents of Shield was that Bill Coulson never once told any of the Avengers that he was alive. <laughs> I think his Cap called for backup and he didn't show up. He I think is not his, a real I, fan. I think his explanation <laughs> for that I think his explanation for that was that the fact that, you know, like his death was what rallied them and got them together. Nick so, Fury didn't tell them either though. Uh, oh come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's, it's, it's Nick fucking Fury. I that guy's always keeping secrets. Seeing them de age 
Clark Gregg for uh, Captain Marvel. For though. Captain Marvel, yeah, I loved it. I, I loved yeah. it. I have not. I have not watched Captain Marvel. Be a yet. Captain Marvel too. You need. You 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 should watch it. Well, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it tonight after uh, we get off here because I don't have to be at work till seven thirty tomorrow, which is awesome. Uh, instead of you know five thirty, so I'm gonna. I th- so, man, I'm like, I'm like ready to do this show now, even though I don't need another show to do. But this is something I want to do real bad. Uh, you keep putting the you keep putting the nerds on standard depth that all we do is talk about. <laughs> I know. I just we gotta. We'll talk after the show for like five minutes and figure this out. But put a put a naysayer on like Ed. Ed's always no. <laughs> no. 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 I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> no, Ed sticks Don't to video games. Okay. Don't be. Mm. <laughs> uh, sorry, Ed. I love you, but I you're not, you're not being me. part of this Marvel show. I'm sorry, you're not. I, I can't believe you, that guy asked me to no. be on Pal Block tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Uh, he didn't ask like, me. Did he... Jerk. I was like, did he not see the pandemonium that happened two two Saturdays ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, Josh, my... did you see the pandemonium <laughs> two Saturdays ago? The one about conquer. <laughs> yeah, I was in the chat figuring it out. <laughs> uh, man, I'm still thinking that twenty questions was a bad decision to bring in, so that's why it didn't happen. And Ed even followed me to freaking to freaking Diggity. He was in our chat. He was in the chat on Diggity Thursday night while I was on. Uh, but yeah, I I'm gonna watch Captain Marvel. I hear mixed things about Captain Marvel, but it's I don't think it's bad, but it is in my lower tier of Marvel movies. Hmm. Like it's not Thor two is the only one I think is outright bad and unwatchable. Wait wait wait. You hate Thor two worse than you hate Thor one because I think Thor one is like the worst. Yeah, Thor, uh, Thor one's pretty one bad. Is fantastic! I love Thor one. What with his with his bleach blonde eyebrows and <laughs> I love how Kenneth Broad was brought in to make this movie, and he's a Shakespearean stage director, and he treats it like that. It's Thor is a corny character. It works. That's true. That is it true. Wor- for me, it works. I just wish that we spent more time in Asgard, not in bumfuck new mexico <laughs> i like, the only other time than that it was great cat dennings is hilarious yes dennings is hilarious. portman is great Stellan uh... sarsgaard is just walking around for no apparent reason in multiple movies in this universe <laughs> it's great i hate thor 2 with a burning passion I don't even remember Thor 2. That's another one that's on my list that I need to rewatch. But I'm thinking if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this and we're going to do this the right way, I'm going to save it until we get to that movie. Thor 2 is the only movie I skipped on my rewatch leading up to Endgame. Hmm. My girlfriend and I both refused to watch it. I skipped skipped Iron Man 2. I don't understand why people don't like Iron Man 2, honestly. I, I like Iron Man 2. Sam Rockwell <sighs> is what makes that movie so good. Whiplash you know is what? cool. No, he's not. Yeah, he Whiplash is. Whiplash sucks. I also Mickey like, Rourke sucks. It's, it also has the best... No, no, Iron. Mickey Rourke does not suck. Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke does sucks. Not. In that movie, Mickey Rourke sucks. Okay, in the movie, yes. They, that, <laughs> it has the best Iron Man suit, though. The, the one, suitcase armor? Yeah. 
That is my favorite Dude. Iron Man. Okay, so armors. first off, we get War Machine in this movie. Okay, also true. War Machine is fucking awesome. You get Justin Hammer, who is hilarious. His explanation of the weaponry to Rhodey is one of my favorite MCU scenes. He's trying to describe machine guns and missiles to him to a guy who's a colonel in the Air Force. <laughs> I just I love when he's holding the M68 and he's like cocking it. And he's just like, I get it. This is a little too flashy. It's a little too disco for you. I get that. I respect it. Yeah. I like and he pulls out the missile. He's like, "This is my Cubans. This is this is my Mona Lisa. I call this the Bunker Buster, the ex-wife." And <laughs> it's just a single missile. I also like in that movie when Don Cheadle walks in and it's the first time you realize they recast uh, Rhodey, and he's uh-huh. just like, he's like, in like they kind of address the recasting in that moment without actually addressing it because he's like, "Tony, it's me. Deal with it." And then he just moves on. By the way, I. I hate Terrence Howard as Rhodey in the first movie, but I love Don Cheadle as Rhodey. My f- the, the only reason that I like him in the first movie is the meme that we got of it up next time, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I love how uh... when Endgame came out, people sh- put that seed, and then they showed him getting dusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, so man. great. Um, Jeez. Uh... I don't know. I guess I will need to watch this movie again, because I... I like I, it, as, it I, like I recognize that has a lot of problems, but I'm extremely easy to please when it comes to Marvel. Apparently, the only thing, the only thing, movie. in my opinion, the only thing that movie did right was introduce Black Widow. Because I tell you what, I'm not the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan, but I was a Scarlett Johansson fan for that movie. <laughs> uh, I am definitely I'm a not... fan of uh, the Black Widow story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a joke. Pinky promise, not a joke. I'm very excited. I'm actually genuinely excited to see the new Black Widow. Me too. Uh, I am too. You think oh, it's yeah. coming? You think it's She's coming? The role. What? You think, it, you think it's coming to premiere access for no. Disney Plus? No, it's going to be in theaters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in already, theaters. The they fact that they done moved it. up they, the vaccination timeline so much means that they're going to put it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they'll just they, run, um, they'll let it run extra long. Nothing else is coming out in the whole month of May. Yeah. So Disney can basically go unimpeded. Yeah. Especially since Fast and Furious moved to the end of June now. Yeah. Nothing else is coming out for like six, seven weeks. They'll put it in theaters. The only yeah. competition is going to be that Demon Slayer. Hmm. Demon Slayer movie comes out in a few months. And I'm hmm. very Nobody cares, Josh. Shut the fuck up. Cole. Just you and Ray. <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of other people because it's made $500 million in Japan. And the, and the, movie, the, movie, I want, the movie I wanted to see, I finally got to see. What? What movie uh, was Monster, that? Monster Hunter. Oh. How was that, Laurent? Was it great? Was it everything you wanted? I, I enjoyed it. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was a blockbuster, but it's mm-hmm. it's a but I feel like I feel like it's one of the it's one of the few video game movies that, that did the video game it came from justice. Mm. That makes one of us, I guess. <laughs> Have y'all seen the movie? No. I Look, I tried no, to play I that. No I tried to play that new Monster Hunter demo on on Switch, and I didn't realize there wasn't a jump button, and it makes me really upset. There's never been a jump button. I know. I forgot that it was Ranger. one of those games that doesn't have a jump button, and it upsets me. Although, it's, although it's, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of my favorite games of the generation, there's no jump button in that either. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. <laughs> I was going to, I was, I I leaned into my mic real close to say something really crass to you. I'm just going to say it. That's fine. You can say it. 
Say it. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it. No, no, I no. Look, I no. tried, okay? I played for like an hour today. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about... Oh, no, no, I'm talking about Monster Hunter Game. I was just going to just, just watch the damn movie. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I don't have time for bad movies. Does anybody have time for that? Laronda, I made, t- I made time to watch the Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, he laid well, in that huge bed behind him and watched it on his 75-inch 4K TV. You damn straight. That's mounted above his He watches his desk. it through his mirror. Yeah, while he's flexing. <laughs> <laughs> he started He started uh, Terry Crews flexing his pecs to Mila oh, Jovovich. No. I can, no. He's going to be the next Terry Tate office linebacker. <laughs> stop it, stop it. I can't peck bounce to save my life. Stop mm. it. <laughs> Are are we casting you in the next uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine episode? <laughs> or maybe cast me for the for the for the reboot whenever they decide to bring it back. <laughs> oh man! What? Just don't so make what? Me shave, don't, just don't make me shave my head. What else is coming in the uh, in the in the MCU? Like, um, like twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two ish. I know we kind of talked about it, Josh, but I forget. I didn't edit that um, episode yet. We got, we got another Spider-Man coming. So We've got, in order, you've got Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, What If. That That is MCU, but it's not. Like, it's not going to be canonical, but mm-hmm. it has all the same actors providing the voices. Mm-hmm. So it'll presumably be the final role of Chadwick Boseman, because they did confirm he recorded his part for it. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's what, Star-Lord? Yeah. yeah. Um, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and She-Hulk may squeak out before the end of the year, as far as shows go. Movies, you've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man. And then early next year, it's Moon Knight for TV, Armor Wars, and Secret Invasion, and Loki Season 2. And for movies, it's Doctor Strange... Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, Ant-Man 3, and Captain Marvel 2. Hmm. Okay. That's a... It's a heavy... I mean, like, years of movies into a year and a half, so... Uh, this is all supposed to be spread out more. I know. I mean, this was supposed to start last summer with Black Widow, right? Last last May with Black Widow? Black Widow and Eternals were supposed to be out last year. Right. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision were supposed to be out last year. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was supposed to be out this year. Mm-hmm. And, well, as you can see, everything that's happening. Just mm. the everything. The everything. The the world. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I guess that's... Uh, we talked a lot about MCU today. It, it, I don't know why I'm like... I, I, I thought after Endgame, I was like, man, I need a break from MCU. Right. I did. They gave us a two-year break. I'm ready to get back into I'm it I'm like, now. after WandaVision, I'm like, man, I need to rewatch all these movies. I need to take notes. I need to familiarize myself with more than just the movies. Because it's been a long time. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you can... If if the MCU... If the, the televised and movie versions of the MCU is all... Is all is it, if, you, if you stay in that lane, you're good. You're good. If you're somebody like me and Josh who've been who've read decades worth of comic books and stuff like that and then try to integrate the movies and all this stuff, you're in for a ride. <laughs> well, I'm going to have I'm going to have a lot of times on my a lot of time on my hands next month, so uh you know. 
I've got I've got three editions of the Marvel Encyclopedia, and that and that's like a treasure trove for me when I just need a quick dust up on something. Yeah. Hmm. Man. Uh, all right. Do we want to go into our second topic, or do we want to get out of here? <laughs> there was a second topic. Yeah. I would say second topic. Let's hit the second topic, Corey. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Obviously, we talked a lot about Bethesda and the and the Xbox acquisition from uh, you know buying Bethesda and uh, how that kind of changes the landscape of Game Pass. Uh, we're not going to talk directly about the acquisition because we kind of talked to death about it on various things that we've all been on. Yes. Uh, so, and I'm sure you're going to cover it on Crossroads a little bit this week, Leron. But. I do want to talk about Game Pass and these games uh, services that are starting to, well, not starting to, but actually kind of existing like EA Play and the Ubisoft thing and uh, all these other ones that are probably going to pop up in the next couple years. Uh, Is this something that Sony and Nintendo should consider doing? You know, I mean, obviously there's been a, Nintendo kind of does it with their classic stuff already, sort of, kind of, when they feel like it. Uh, Sony has the PlayStation Plus collection, which is similar, but not really. But is this something they should really consider doing? Um, I th- I mean, obviously, I, th- I think that everybody should consider doing it. Um, but I think that Nintendo will never do it. I think they know that their fan base and correctly, they're correctly assuming this will always buy the re-releases of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why do that when you can keep getting 60 bucks out of your people, especially like if they're typically gamers on other consoles, they may skip you for a generation and come back. Like I hadn't known one since the early days of the Wii. I missed out on two entire generations. Every re-release that comes out, I'm tempted to go buy right now mm-hmm. and they're not being sold at a discount. Let me tell you. No, yeah. they're being sold for more. Donkey Kong and being Mario 3D World were 10 bucks more. Being sold for more often with not a whole lot of new content or like updated visuals or anything. Yeah. And real. like, I mean, Skyward Sword HD is not going to be that much different. Let's be honest. It is. Super There's World an all button solution with a right stick sword swing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I... Which I called two and a half years ago in Powerblock, by the way, if they ever re release that game. I just want to throw that out there. I'm very proud of that prediction. I mean, I just, I, I look at it and like, Corey, you and I have said this before, like we would gladly pay money every month for a subscription service that had up through the GameCube on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I would. If all it was was first and second party Nintendo titles from the NES through the GameCube, I would pay $15 a month. Are we including, are we including GBA and DS in that? Because that would definitely get me on board. I would I mean, say if you can figure out how to do DS. Sure, the Wii U I has the Wii U has a DS there. Virtual Console on it. By the way, does it really? Yeah, and it works. I didn't know a Wii U. So that's how I played Phantom Hourglass. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like if you could just do that, like this is this is a no brainer to me. I mean, even if you don't want to do that, re-release them as like classics on there for like ten, fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're not. Again, they're not going to do that. Even though we sit here and scream, that would be easy money for them. They know they will ultimately make more in the long run by charging sixty bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's because, and that's because us as gamers and and us as fans, you know, I'm putting myself in this in this category this time. Us as fans, like we've allowed them to do that. Skyward like, Sword is going to cost like what, maybe four or five million to port, if that. 
Mm-hmm. And if they sell old, if they only sell three million copies, that game is going to make like a hundred and fifty million dollar profit, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, of course you're going to do that. That funds your next Zelda game right there. Mm-hmm. That yeah. funds that might fund your next. Uh, I don't know, like your Mario Odyssey or something. Like some of these games, they're looking at Animal Crossing right now. I guarantee you, going well, this already like doubled what we expected for its lifetime. How many more games can we fund because people paid? 30 million people paid for Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. That game's never been on sale either. No, it hasn't. So unless you bought it at Walmart or traded in a bunch of games, they made all that money. Mm -hmm. Because Walmart sells Switch games at a loss to get you in. I think they sell all their games for 50 bucks now. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's absolutely bomb. And good for them. For them. That is one of the wildest successes I've ever seen. It's one of the best-selling first-party games ever made at this point. Uh, good f- 60, $60, dollars, 30 million copies. I don't even want to try and do the math of how much that is. That's it's over almost, a billion dollars. Yeah, that's over a billion dollars you've made off that one game. Mm-hmm. That has fu- that will fund Nintendo for like the next decade in terms of first-party development. Mm-hmm. We yeah. sit here and go, why are that? Why aren't they releasing any other games? Well, this is why. Mm-hmm. Because when they release one game, I mean, even if it even if it only sells ten million as a Nintendo exclusive. I mean, you look at Mario. You look at Mario Kart. The game that they re-released from the Wii U has sold thirty-two million units at sixty bucks. Also, also never been on sale. Yeah, it's excuse me. It's on sale for the first time right now. It's down to forty. Yeah, what for Mario Day or whatever the Mario Day sale? (laughs) They saw that uh, Animal Crossing closed the gap a little bit too much, so they got to sell some copies at a loss. (laughs) Which, by the way, which, by the way, that promo that was. I'm gonna be nice. Are you that promo? That promo they they could have done better. Instead of instead of giving the 35 percent off from the original price and confusing everybody with the 38.99 price tag, mm-hmm. why didn't they just say 34.99 or just say 35 dollars even? Hmm. Here's here's all right. So here are the top five selling games on. Well, okay. So f- six games have sold over 20 million units. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at 33.4 million. Animal Crossing is at 31.1 million. Smash Brothers is at thir- uh, at 22.8. Breath of the Wild is at 21.4, and Pokemon Sword and Shield is at 20.3 million units at sixty dollars. Pokemon. I thought Pokemon Sword and Shield would have sold more. I Hell, mean that's I th- still one of the best selling in the entire franchise. Hell, I thought I thought Breath of the Wild would have been wasn't that wasn't that the game that launched? Yeah, the, it's, the Switch. It, it's, so Breath of the Wild is the best selling Zelda game ever made at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by or a long shot. By like, I just thought games. I just thought that game I just thought that game would have would have sold more copies. But, yeah, but Zelda Zelda doesn't sell as many copies as people think. Like, I mean, no. it sell it. It does sell a lot, but it's not like the adoption rate is still at that is still one in three. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's crazy when I see people running around with tattoos and the master sword and and, and the shield and the emblems and all that stuff on their well, bodies. Everybody, everybody has their favorite Zelda game, and at some point they find the game that they don't like and they stop buying them after that. I mean, okay. or you know what? That, like, that is that is that is true. I went fifteen years or not fifteen years. I went about thirteen years without buying a Zelda game. Between Twilight Princess and um, Breath of the Wild, I Breath didn't buy it. Breath of the Wild is the first. Breath of the Wild is the first console release Zelda game I bought since Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. 
and and Wind Waker was the first one I bought since shit. Uh, I did not buy the Nintendo 64 one. So like the last Zelda game I had was Link to the Past before before I got Wind Waker. I mean, you just went from goat to goat to goat. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> As far I, as I'm concerned, I, you bought the three best Zelda games. I just want to say I think Ocarina of Time is really overrated. I overrated? Was, yeah, I, I, I agree. We're going to need an entire podcast to break down my opinions of the Zelda series. We time. are. It's called Nintendo Power Block. We're going to rank the Zelda games. Well, you might Are you going to be on that episode? You might. Am I going to be on that episode? Damn yeah. right. If they do it within the next two weeks, I am. So, but I mean, getting back to the topic, I think that Nintendo, it makes the most sense to do it, and they just won't do it. They won't do Sony, it. I think, is actively making plans to do it, but it's mm-hmm. still going to be another year or two before you see it. I mean, I the think... PS Plus... Oh, I th- go ahead. I think, I think Nintendo Switch Online is supposed to be that with for class, the classic stuff, but they haven't added anything to it. Like, why are they so stuck on NES and Super Nintendo? Like, I get it, but like... I, 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 like, here's a, like, like here's a dumb here's a dumb shit about that, right? They they decide they want to sell what like the original Fire Emblem. They want to sell that separately for what like what like nine it's bucks, seven dollars right now, and it's seven dollars. Okay, you can only get until March thirty first. Yeah. Huh? What? You can only get it March thirty first. Yeah. Because well, it's, the, prob- the problem the problem is you know what pisses I- me off though is they're celebrating Fire Emblem's thirtieth anniversary better than they're doing Zelda and Metroid's thirty fifth anniversary. <laughs> And, like, nobody gives a fuck about Fire Emblem except for, like, the people sitting at this table. Or Skype call, I guess. It's kind of a table. I mean, I got three houses for Christmas, and I haven't even gotten it out of the cellophane yet, honestly. Yeah, I've started I've started three houses. I like, here's a, I, I like Fire Emblem, but that's, like, one of the franchises that, like, I, I hate how much representation it has in Smash. Because it's, like, I get these games are probably massive in Japan, but... Holy shit! America does not care about Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like by and large, the fact that we celebrate two and a half million units sold for three houses as the best Fire Emblem selling sales in North America ever is just mind blowing to me. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when, when, yeah, when like, I feel like Awakening and Fates are way better games than than Three Houses I'm, at this point. But I'm going to be a bit of a douchebag right now, and I'm going to say I'm going to say I can't every other time. <laughs> I'm gonna say I care. I cared more about the Advance War series than I did about Fire Emblem. Thank you. Just play. Thank you. Just play Wargroove. I have Wargroove. <laughs> Listen, if they resurrected Advance Wars, oh guys, God, I think you would just stop hearing from me. I mean, <laughs> I I'm, I think you're gonna see a codename Steam sequel before you see it in Advance Wars, just because it's uh-huh. Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not because I the codename love- Steam is great or anything, but. I love Advance Wars. I like so like I like the GBA Fire Emblems. Again, didn't buy. Oh, I bought the GameCube one. Excuse me. After that, didn't buy another one and sold three houses. And I didn't get the game. Three. I didn't get the GameCube one. The GameCube one. The GameCube one looked like they they were they were doing too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, like that's the thing. Like I would love to be able to go back and experience some of these series for the first time. I mean, that was the first time Fire Emblem ever came to the West was mm-hmm. on the Game Advance, and they were just re-releases of like the NES and Super Nintendo ones. That's all they were, or excuse me, Super Nintendo, not NES, Super Nintendo ones. Mm-hmm. That's all that they were. They were just coming west. We never got the original Fire Emblem until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's bad, the things, by like, the way. This is the shit that should be on that service. Mm-hmm. 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 That is a piece of Nintendo history. Like, sure, 
you're probably going to get less than like 500,000 people that are going to play it. But the people who play it are because they want to play that. Yeah. To see the history. Sony, I feel, is it, they're in a bit more of a pickle because they are torn between they want to complete they want to compete with Microsoft on Game Pass. But they also really, 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 really like those software sales that they get. Mm-hmm. They are be... not, they're not Nintendo levels. So I want to make something really clear right now. Yeah. But 15 million copies of The Last of Us is still nothing to shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. That's I... phenomenal. That's I also phenomenal. want to be clear that I realize that PlayStation Now exists, but it's not. It's not. PlayStation Now sucks. Yeah. That's true. That is okay. true. PlayStation Now sucks ass. I hate when people try you know, technically Sony did this first. It, Sony did it first, but we didn't talk about it because it was so garbage, okay? Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. remember when the PS4 reveal happened and they started talking about Gaikai for the first time. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Gaikai was not the answer. I do th- Sony, in this regard, is they lead in everything else. They are going to play catch-up significantly in terms of cloud infrastructure. I mean, for God's sake, cloud saves are still tied to PS Plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ron, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Okay. The fact that those are still tied to PS Plus membership in the year tw- of our Lord and Savior 2021 is fucking ridiculous. There is a rumor, there is a rumor that they that they may be like de you know delisting that from PlayStation Plus. Like you know, like it'll be it'll be available to everybody. There is a rumor. Oh my but... God, things that should have happened, things I was doing on my oh. Xbox Three Six. Oh, tr- oh, trust me, I'm not. It's, it's not like I'm trying to just like, no, like no, I, ham I, I, it up or throw you the bone or nothing like that. But yeah, like it, it's bad. Yeah, like I had to, I had to recently. Well, before I got my PS5, my PS4 started acting acting a fool, and uh, something happened in the um and the and the internal drive got corrupted. So I had to rebuild my system. Um, but given that I had started playing all all the games I played on PlayStation on the PC, like I let my PlayStation Plus membership lapse. So of course, like Monster Hunter Ice, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is coming out, and uh, it's coming out on PlayStation first. So I was like, oh, you know what? I may want to check this out and everything. Um, and then I was like, damn, I have to reactivate my PlayStation Plus for a month just to download my last save file. Yeah, I. As much as I love what Sony has done with first parties and with indies and with their hardware, their online philosophy is still ass needs 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 work honestly it's it's real bad like i think that the ps plus collection is a good first step i like that it's included as part as playstation plus yeah i really do because you get a selection of their biggest first party tiles obviously they're not going to put the last of us 2 or ghost tsushima on there for like another year probably right but like i don't there's a reason why spider-man's not in there right like they want you to pay for the remaster they want you to get miles morales like i'm okay with that because at the end of the day that is just a bonus but if they grow that collection anymore they're going to be faced with the choice and that's do we increase the price of playstation plus or do we, which I don't think you can do without getting better servers, taking they away can't. cloud saves, things like that. Or do we create our own thing like Game Pass, which even if we price it competitively, is still going to lack because we don't get people to play the option on PC. We don't give them the option to play on their phones or on their TVs or their tablets or whatever. Like Microsoft started planning for this and was showing it to journalists as early as 2015. Yeah. Yeah, They have spent years doing this, and this is where it comes down to. Sony is a hardware manufacturer, always has been. Microsoft was always software. 
Mm-hmm. They have Microsoft has finally this generation. It looks like nailed the hardware. Finally, like the, except I my controller before, and my headset keep disconnecting. But download the new update when it comes out next week. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that. because it did. It uh, I got the beta software. It did fix mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we- we can see that Sony is starting to try to make some inroads to that stuff because look, like they're like they're actually getting ready to expand some of their titles on the PC and stuff like that. You know, right? We we, we, we see we see where we see where where they're starting to adapt certain things, but they need they need more time unless unless like Microsoft how they had like a a, a plan six years ago. Yeah. Unless Sony Sony had to had to plan like two or three years ago. I mean, you, know, you still couldn't change your names on PSN till like two years ago, right? Like yeah. And even then, it like it breaks a ton of your old games. Like it just breaks them. Here's what I think. Here's what I think is. Here's what I think is the problem. And I don't know. You guys might agree with me. You may disagree with me. They are a Japanese. They're a Japanese-owned company. And look at how Nintendo fumbles with their online stuff. Yeah, but they're so like. I feel like Japanese. Like I feel like the Japanese infrastructure would be better connected because it's such a small. Like, I mean, it's like a small, there's so many people in a small area that I feel like they would have to be technologically up on these things to keep, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it should be the opposite. I think 10, I think eight, 10 years ago, I would have been okay with this explanation when the PSN hack happened. Mm-hmm. That was kind of how I saw it. Like, I, that was unacceptable then. Imagine if something like that were to happen now. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never get those customers back ever. Right. Yeah. And I just think, like, there is Sony has become increasingly westernized throughout the PlayStation 4 era. I mean, Herman Hulse is running Worldwide uh, Studios now. I mean, their Worldwide Studios hub is located in Europe now. It's not even in Japan. It's it's in Europe. They've closed yeah. Japan Studio. It's they are becoming increasingly American and westernized because they recognize most of their profits for home consoles are coming from North America and from Europe. They're yeah. not coming from Japan like they were with the PlayStation 2 anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Japan's largely gone mobile. Like pl- PlayStation, I don't. It's not extinct over there by any means. Don't get me wrong, but it is not what it once was. Right. Mm-hmm. The switch. The switch is outselling the PS5. Like what? Something like twenty to one at some point. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's where, like, if I'm Sony and I'm watching XCloud do the things that it's doing, and it's the only streaming service that I think is sticking around. It's the only one without major issues. Stadia is done. Luna is going to be dead before it even gets off the ground. Uh, nobody over there is using GeForce. Like, xCloud's your option. If I'm Sony, I'm trying to invest in something like that now. Yeah. Or I well, started I- doing it when we first started hearing the talk of the Android beta two years ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that ahead of time. And I'm trying to do it now because I realize I'm behind in this arms race. And Microsoft has correctly started to look beyond hardware. Hardware is still important to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Hardware means shit but, to these companies. I mean, we, saw, we saw that yeah, in the Bethesda thing where, like, they were – they. They did not even mention really the word Xbox. They kept mentioning Game Pass as the platform. And, and, yes. and like how we were talking about it the other day, like Game Pass is where the games are at. And like the platform is your choice. Like you can play it on a phone, you can play it on your PC, you can play it on the box that they sell in the store, right? Like th- those are the places you can play Game Pass. Right. And right now it's tied to the Game Pass membership. I do think at some point xCloud will likely be broken off. And I think that's probably coming. I don't think it's coming anytime in the next year, year and a half, because this is this is going to require a lot more infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where you're going to see Sony try to beat them to the punch. Mm-hmm. 
buy a game with your PSN profile, be able to play it via cloud streaming anywhere that that app is supported. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Microsoft is desperately trying to get to first, because if they do that, they're in pole position again. Mm-hmm. They already were with the online multiplayer for so many years. I would the only time they fumbled the ball with the online stuff where I really started seeing issues with Xbox Live was during the Xbox One. Yeah, and Master Chief towards Collection the end of the generation on top of that. Yeah, yeah, it was specifically with my One uh, S. Mm-hmm. But until then, like Sony's not about the online multiplayer games. Let's be honest; they never really have been outside of. SOCOM and some deals for like Final Fantasy Online, like Killzone was never a huge online title. Resistance wasn't huge online. Like this is their way for you for them to come out and say, as a response to Microsoft, all Microsoft's games are on Game Pass. Sony may come out and say, hey, we're not going to do Game Pass. We're going to still let you buy your games at full price, but you can play them on any screen anywhere. Because mm-hmm. they are correctly starting to figure out it's all about software. Accessories and physical boxes do not matter nearly as much. By the end of this generation, LOL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like phones, the phones today have more processing power than the 360s. Arguably, more than the Xbox One and PS4 had. I mean, you. So, I mean, they're gonna put the the Game Pass app on smart TVs this year, right? Like yeah. that's their goal. Yeah. Which is and insane. I I think you have just such a huge leg up there. Like if you're Sony again, this like kind of comes back to the rock and a hard place thing. It's what do you do? Do you fo- do you double down? On your first party output, you still try to get that $60, but you say, hey, we have a solution where you could play these anywhere, which may still be a couple years away. So they may lose in the short term, but really win long term. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many Xbox gamers don't buy another box or how many PlayStation gamers don't want to. But then they see, oh, shit, this works on my tablet or I can stream it to my laptop or my TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I'll buy a game or two. Or, oh, I'll sign up for this service for a month or two to play those exclusives I want. Then I'll just cancel my membership. I mean, we did the math, right? Like, the average person pays about $11 for Xbox Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate a month. We did the math. At their current subscription rate, they make $2.5 billion a year just on Game Pass subscriptions. If they never gain another sub ever again, right? And you want want to know what's insane about that? Like, I'm a Game Pass member, right? I'm a Game Pass member on PC. Uh, when was the last time you played a Game Pass game? Uh, Streets of Rage. No, 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 no. I take it back. Not Streets of Rage. Uh, the Medium. Okay. Well, that was recent, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was recent. Yeah, yeah, that was recent. But before that was Streets of Rage Four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gone, I've gone, like, I've already gone months without playing a Game Pass game I'm, like, because I bought Destiny, right? I mean, yeah, Destiny's technically on Game Pass, but I bought it before they announced it. So, like, yeah, I own Destiny, so technically. Not a Game Pass game, but, but like there's some juicy stuff right now in this Bethesda drop that I'm that, that I'm eyeballing right now, and I'm like, shit, when am I gonna play that? Dishonored that's Monster Hunter, that's the, that's Monster the Hunter comes like, out in two weeks. <laughs> we have these conversations all the time, and I mean, like, I, I'm one of the ones who's usually screaming from the mountaintops. You have to have exclusives for your platform. If Microsoft is really pushing Game Pass as their future, though, they're just sitting there shrugging their shoulders, going, "We just gave you guys 20 extremely long, in-depth quality games." Mm-hmm. So we're okay with waiting a little bit longer for our stuff to cook in the oven. Them making third-party deals, like, for example, they have the marketing for Elden Right Or Elden Right Elden Ring. Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, I would almost guarantee that you're going to see the Dark Souls games and Sekiro show up in the lead-up to that on Game Pass. 
Hmm. I'll almost guarantee you that. Maybe not Sekiro because Activision like refuses to work with Game Pass, but I'm I still I still think it'll I think still think Sekiro will show up. But the the, all all arguments aside, it's they're making these long term deals and it's filling those cracks where they don't have games. Like I was saying this last fall, like if they don't have games in the spring, it's going to be real bad. Mm -hmm. But then you have something like this happen and you're like, well, what is there really to play on either of these boxes right now? The answer is a whole lot of fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, you know how many next gen exclusives there actually are out there right now? Three, two of them are on PlayStation. One of them's on Xbox. You got demon souls remastered destruction all-stars and the medium Hmm. one of those they tried to sell for 70 dollars mind you i mean they all are 70 dollars no medium is 50 is it medium's 50 dark souls was 70 they tried to sell destruction all-stars for 70 but then put it on ps plus instead which was the right move now it's 20 bucks after ps plus okay yeah it's just, I mean, you look at those, sure, like, on PlayStation, you got, you, you got Returnal, you got Ratchet and Clank coming out. And so, yeah, to that, if you're Sony, you're going, why do we need to kill ourselves to make a subscription? But then, every once in a while, a big drop like the Bethesda stuff will happen, and you go, fuck, we really need something you to compete with this. You know what, here's, here's what needs to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on my PlayStation for a moment, because I remember looking through the store. Um, they need a better store. Here... Uh, we're not going to talk about the store right now. Here's what, I'm, here's what I do want to talk about, though. Here's what I do want to talk about. I mean, you want to talk about a bad PS2... store. Let's talk about that Switch store for a minute. Because uh... there's, there's PS2 classics. There's PS2 cla- PS2 and PS3 classics on the store right now that you can that you can purchase and play. All they need to do is they need to figure out they need to figure out that you know what they need to shit off the pot of what they want to do with um with, with PlayStation Now, because in my in my personal opinion, PlayStation Now has some fundamental flaws. Uh, yeah. It has some. It has some really fundamental flaws. Um, what they need to do is, because I'm trying to go to the store right now, but uh, but of course I'm locked into Horizon Zero Dawn. Hold on a second. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> it's a great game to be locked into. Yeah, I, well, I, I rest mode all my games, <laughs> so so like the games are always running just so when I turn this damn thing on, like it's just ready to go. Um, but yeah. Uh, Basically, where the hell? Okay, you know what? Okay, I don't have time to. What I'm saying is, because I've looked through and I've seen PS2 and PS3 classics on there, but that you, that, that, you know are are accessible. But it looks like you have to either have a subscription to PlayStation Now or whatever to to play them and things like that. What they need to do, these games are technically playable on your PS5 apparently yeah. through emulation somehow. They need to go ahead and just unlock all that, you know, like put it behind a new, put it behind a new gated gated scheme called uh, I don't I don't know PlayStation. If they if we got the PlayStation Plus collection on PlayStation Plus, then they should just say the PlayStation Collection or the PlayStation Classic Store, mm-hmm. and make that your and make that your subscription service. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make that your subscription service, and you know what? And you know what? Hey. If you don't think it's going to work the way you want it to, start out like how Nintendo does it. 20 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. See what happens. See what happens. If you get, if you get if you get monumental success, raise that bitch up to $40, $60, you know. Don't go too far, you know, because then everyone's going to like, "Well, I spend 60 I spend 60 bucks a year for PlayStation Plus." I mean, whatever that service is can't be higher than Game Pass. 
right? I mean, that would just be a, a marketing nightmare. I, I feel like a... Game Pass is at the like the threshold of what people are willing to pay for a subscription right now. Mm-hmm. But I think they're seeing that absurd value. Like Microsoft in the next 12 months, by E3 2022, will be testing the waters to raise that ultimate price by five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I will tell you right now, $20 is the absolute fucking maximum I am paying for that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would by that point, Corey, Corey and I have talked about this. I would hope by that point you have the idea to take out the EA collection or something, for example. I would drop EA Play without a second thought if it would reduce my bill by $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, I'll just well, add that when there's something I want to play and then take it off. Well, we talked about that where like they could start having add-on things like the Ubisoft service yeah. or the EA service. Like you say, oh, okay. I think okay. we're going to get that. I think Ubisoft Connect is going to be the first thing that they add this summer mm-hmm. that will be optional. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you buy it through Game Pass, you get a discount or whatever. Which is funny. Like, I sit here and say that I would drop EA right away. I paid for EA Access for years and didn't touch it for, like, an entire year or two during that. Yeah, but it's $30 a year. That was a steal. Yeah. Ubisoft certainly won't be that cheap. but It's it's 15 bucks a month by itself. Oh, yeah, fuck that. I'm not paying $15 a month for that. But, I mean, you get all the DLC and every all the things that come out after I that. But I think it's it like... would be a modified version on console. It would yeah. be a lot like EA Play is yeah. now. It would be older games like, oh, we'll add things after six months. Cool. I don't feel like I ever need to buy an Assassin's Creed or a Tom Clancy game on day one ever again. I mean, I don't feel like you need to do that anyway because those games go on sale two weeks later anyway. Well, that, that's what I mean, though. Like, I don't even feel like I have to wait for the first sale. I just sit here and wait until it hits the sub. Yeah, I'm, I don't even think I don't even I, do I don't even think uh, well, Phoenix Rising has been uh, full price ever. <laughs> I really don't think that game has it a has full to. price. <laughs> it's I, I look at this and I go, OK, I'm fine with adding these channels because that's optional stuff. And I do think in a way that would have been the way to approach EA play. Um, just kind of leave it like it was, but it was an undeniably good deal for them to do. It's just everyone else, even if they decide to do it today, they could listen. That Doug Bowser is listening to this tonight, and Herman Hulse are listening, and they're like, "Shit, those guys were right. We need to do our own services right now." They are years away from that being even able to be in the same conversation as Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Like Microsoft did something nobody thought to do for games. I mean, I still think Nintendo has the best option to do have it both ha- like have their cake and eat it too with their classic stuff. Where like you charge they forty, do. charge forty bucks a year, put everything from NES all the way up to GameCube, even the handheld stuff that you can get to run on the Switch, and uh, just throw it on there. Like you're not going to be able to have two like 3DS or regular DS games on there because it requires two screens, right? Like. We, right. with the Joy-Cons, you could technically do that stuff, but, like, if you have everything up through GameCube, even if it's just first party, you could charge 40 bucks, 50 bucks a year, and people would eat it up. No question. Especially having 72 million units out there, you get you get 15% of your user base on board with that. Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's free money, I'm telling you. I So, I don't know. It's... It just seems like there's opportunities there and people aren't taking them. Well, that's because, honestly, like, you know, folks always, 
one thing is for sure, folks are always slow on the draw about certain things, and they and there's always a scramble to like play catch up, you know. Like it's yeah. it's all it, everyone sits back and they wait for one person to have that one good idea, and then they try to like emulate it or make it better, mm-hmm. and. And basically, that's the situation. I can't say the situation Nintendo's in because I, I, I swear Nintendo. Nintendo's like your autistic kid brother, that you know that you know your family is always like, don't fuck with him, just leave him alone. You know, <laughs> Nintendo very much marches to the beat of their own drum. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't follow market trends, right? Like they're going to do whatever they want to do because it's worked for them for so long. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you mess with that? Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they'd be the last ones to do this, but I mean, if I know if I know Sony, they started planning for this the minute that Ultimate started putting up the numbers it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. say it probably dawned on them in early 2020 when the pandemic hit and those numbers cut. They were already good; they jumped a lot more though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. if they didn't do it then, they definitely did it after that Bethesda purchase was announced. Mm-hmm. Yes, because now they're going. Oh shit! It's not just their first parties. So let's be honest. If if you're Sony, you're not really worried about Microsoft's first party stuff, mm-hmm. okay? You're, you're just not. Not until you get proven quality out of them this generation. You're worried about you're worried about the representation they have in, th- in the third party avenue. Right now, you're like, oh shit! They're wheeling and dealing all these things. Hence why, okay, but oh hey, you know we we have Final Fantasy 16 exclusive. Project Athia is our game. We have Ghostwire. We have Deathloop lockdown. We have a bunch of really killer indies this next year. Oh wait, what's what they did? What they did? What? Oh, they own the rights to Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Wolfenstein, Quake, Prey, and Dishonored. Mm-hmm. And Starfield is likely an exclusive now. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh, and they're gonna make money off of ongoing legacy games that are on our platforms too. On top mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great. That's like the equivalent if they would have put EverQuest on the 360 back in the day. <laughs> it's just like, wh- what do you even do? Like, how do you start responding to that? What yeah. do you do? Go. Right. You got to just figure something out. And PlayStation Now is not the answer. If you spend a ton of money overhauling it, maybe it can be. But I can't imagine third parties going along with that. There's so many games on there. They're going to laugh at you and go, <laughs> no. Like Honestly. PlayStation Now wasn't the answer a year after they revealed it. No, it wasn't. It's just, like, you look at all the third-party games, I mean, that's part of what's holding up some games from coming to Game Pass right now, right? Mm -hmm. Is because things like New Colossus and uh, Fallout 3, I believe, are both playable on there. Mm -hmm. So those can't come to Game Pass now, and if you're Microsoft, you're just sitting there waiting for that contract to expire. Like, the reason why there are so many things through PlayStation Now is no one's using it. Mm Mm-hmm. It costs you nothing to put it on there. You're not worried about losing revenue. People are just going to go out and buy your games instead or find a way to play them if they have a PC, for example. Mm-hmm. like Most of those games are probably on Steam that aren't Sony-made. Sony could make an entire subscription service of just their games, and it would rival, if not be absolutely better than Game Pass on day one. Mm-hmm. But that would require them admitting that they don't need to make money off every single game sold, and that's that's hard for them. That is yeah. by far and away PlayStation is the most successful thing at Sony, and it's not. Yeah, it's the one thing that seems to work right over there. Yeah, and uh, the one thing that, I mean, even if Microsoft's not making money off the games per se, like besides the Game Pass subscription, a lot of their games have microtransactions with them, 
within them, right? Or, you know, expansion mm-hmm. pa- expansion content or, you know, character skins. You look at Gears, that store is like <laughs> something tells me Gears is not as popular as I think as I would have liked it to be because their online store is atrocious in terms of pricing for skins and guns and stuff. It's just it's awful. Oh, so it's a Microsoft game? Yeah. Well, I well, yeah, but I'm just saying like it's just ridiculous 20 dollars for yeah. three skins like that's like fortnite levels shit the fortnite is 20 for <laughs> one yeah it's fair dude i logged in the other day i'm like you know what i'm gonna get that captain america skin it was 35 bucks i'm like nope <laughs> it's just you you look at these things and like i've said this before in regard to the game pass the quiet genius of it is i don't buy any more first party games but i'm so much more inclined to pay money for dlc now yeah so you used st- to their cake and eating it too in a lot of ways like some people who are just they're really reluctant to have their stream streaming service which i was too mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh i'm still gonna buy my games and i said that for a while oh i'm still gonna buy games let me tell you something i was adamant i was gonna buy forza horizon 4 in two years i've never got around to it the bitch has been on my hard drive since day one mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not buying it but i have bought the dlcs i bought car packs like i keep spending money in this game because i'm enjoying it my girlfriend spends so much money in Sea of Thieves on cosmetics because that's all she plays. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I bought the Outer Worlds DLCs because I'm going to play them this week. Like, it's just the quiet genius of okay, we're still going to make money off you guys no matter what. We don't care if our sales numbers dip. That's fine. We'll make our money through Steam or through whatever. I mean, look at people couldn't believe that Horizon Four topped the charts this week. The only thing that sold better than Horizon Four was Valheim on Steam. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well, why Why would you do that if Game Pass is on there? Your console gamers asking that. It's like, because con- PC gamers don't like having to use the Windows Store for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Something sure. comes to Steam, it's going to go crazy. That's what Microsoft is going to keep putting Bethesda games on Steam day one. Halo Infinite, I guarantee you, is coming to Steam day one. Mm-hmm. Guarantee. It, yeah, it's... They're, they're learning, and... I'm glad that Sony is finally learning that, you know, with Horizon and Days Gone is coming this mm-hmm. year. They said a couple others. I wouldn't be shocked if God of War came out before the sequel mm-hmm. on PC. That's great. More being able to play your games is always better, but it's a subscription service, right, for everyone. I feel like Game Pass was really a Hail Mary for Microsoft to stay relevant for a while. Yeah. Like, to hold out until this next generation, and then, oh, shit, everyone really likes this. Third parties want in on it. We're going to make a ton of indie deals. Like, hey, well, you the, can release your game, but put it on here, too. I mean, the big argument, right, when Game when Game Pass was coming out was like, okay, they're going to add game, uh, first-party games to this eventually. And then when I feel like they the big argument was Sea of Thieves and, and State of Decay and uh, what was the other game? Crackdown all sucked, right? I mean, yeah. at, the, mm-hmm. at launch. And... They put them on day and date, and they like they never backed away from. Hey, we're gonna start releasing our first party day and date here on Game Pass. No, I I was shocked. I thought for sure I was like, oh, I remember telling Ray, I was like, oh, there's no way they do this for Horizon Four, and then they did. I was like, they're not gonna want to lose that money. Ask me how many times that game has dropped out of the top ten Xbox selling games on NPD since. Uh, once. Never. It's been one of the top top ten selling Xbox games since its release in October 2018. It's never once left that top 10. Mm-hmm. Horizon has quietly become probably Microsoft's most important franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Across all platforms. And they just added another couple million players this week with Steam. Yeah. Yeah. 
what was it like three million i think in the first week or something Ridiculous. yeah three million new players came on this week yeah mm-hmm. that's a ni- and that's a nice partnership they have right now too steam mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah man plus they got they got that sweet lego pack i do love the lego deals yeah it's good it's good it's stuff. better than hot wheels in my opinion yeah Hot Wheels was Forza 3, right? Horizon yeah. 3, yeah. It was fun, but it's not nearly as good. Mm. The The Series X optimization Forza, is just so good. Forza 3 had that uh, sweet Halo mission, though. Uh, or was that 4? I think it was four. 3. Was it? It's 4, yep. Mm. On the beach. Mm. Oh, Horizon 3 had the warthog in the garage that you could like look at and walk around or whatever. But you couldn't exactly drive it. You can buy a warthog to drive around in this, and you can uh, do a mission, and it's narrated by uh, Jen Taylor as Cortana. I know, it's amazing. So good, so, so good. good. Uh, man. Well, does anybody have anything else to say about this topic? Uh, no. Just I would not be shocked to see a rise in subscription services over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Like it's it's the whole like everything was on Netflix. Now everybody has their own su- subscription service thing at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because see, here's here's the thing about being first is you're still the gold standard in everybody's mind. Yeah. Yes, which is why, which is why Netflix, Netflix is sixteen dollars a month and Disney Plus is seven. We complain about Netflix, but Netflix still has 200 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. And most of us aren't canceling it because we have a family member who uses their too many people piggyback or this and that. Like, I'll we tell have you it right now. My wife watches a lot of Netflix. We have it because my girlfriend falls asleep to the Great British Bake Off almost every single night. Mm. Yeah, Netflix, has, use- Netflix has, a, has a use for me. Like I, I usually, I usually have it. Uh, I usually have it doing my reruns while I'm while I'm working. Mm-hmm. See, that's how I am with Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the stuff I would watch with reruns are now off of those services and on Peacock. <laughs> so I had to buy I heard seasons the, off of iTunes. All I heard was the uh, the Office theme song start playing in my head when you said that. When you said pretty Peacock. much, that's just, that's the tune of money <laughs> right now. I feel like. I feel like the only reason why anybody subscribes to Peacock is because of The Office. It really is. The I mean, what else is the on there? And Parks and Rec. How much? How, how much is Peacock? It's like five bucks a month, I think. It's more than that. Is it? Uh, everybody just—they're going to mess around. They're going to mess around. Everybody's going to be back on cable. <laughs> we yeah, are exactly these... where we were when we all started cutting cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will be proud to say I haven't had cable since I lived in my parents' house, and I don't plan on ever getting it again. Oh, Same. We, have, we have cable, and it sucks. My wife needs cable, and I was like, why? why you also have a cable? child. Yeah, but we. do you know what we watch? Do you know what my my kid watches? Mickey she, Mouse Clubhouse? She watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Mickey Mouse Roadster Racers, and a couple PBS shows, which has an app on the Samsung TVs. Corey is raising his child correctly to love all things Disney. Yeah. yeah. Have you taken her to Disney World yet? No, we were supposed to go in November, but uh, oh. well, well, COVID happened and we decided to have another child instead. So we spent that money somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Corey quietly weeps to himself. <laughs> quietly. <laughs> cry my car every time i come home no i'm just kidding uh god (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding Uh, but but seriously would would it make you 
would it make you feel better if I sent you pictures of me already eating Earl of Sandwich the next time I go? No. Oh, okay. Which is probably this Josh, year. That's that's so that's so mean, man. That, that, that was. Will you just mail it to me? Will you just mail one to me? <laughs> I, I will. I will mail you a Hawaiian barbecue. Mm. It may not be edible by the time it gets there. He, I'll mail you like, I'll mail you the sandwich wrapper so you can just smell it. Mm. Can I just lick the foil? <laughs> like just... I mean, how weird do you want to look in front of your wife? I mean, she married me already. All right, if she if that's, first she's if gonna that's... be like, why are you licking the foil? Second, she's like, who the fuck sent you foil from the Earl? <laughs> oh, man, dude, I gotta tell you, Earl sandwich popped up on my Twitter account yesterday, and I was like, damn, what I wouldn't do for an Earl sandwich right now. Hey, Corey. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell you this, but I had a Hawaiian barbecue a couple weeks ago. Wait, when? How? Why? Who sent you one? My grandma went to Florida for a few days with my aunt. <sighs> and on their last morning, she ran over. She took. I love my grandmother so much. She asked the taxi taking him to the airport to stop at Disney Springs real fast. Got her walker out, walked over, bought me an Earl, put it in her purse and came home with it. She stopped and dropped it off as they left the airport. I feel betrayed. I wasn't going to tell you because I knew it would upset you. I'm very upset. I'm very upset right now. It was delicious. Josh Josh is not not convex standard definition. I I see it now. (laughs) Laurent, it's a running joke if you've never heard. Every time that Corey and I... Corey and I have known each other for about six years now. Every single time one of us goes to Disney, the other ends up being there like a week and a half later. Uh-huh. Every time, and we never fail. Every single time, it, even if we didn't tell each other, it just happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we send each other pictures eating Earl of Sandwich every time that we go. Every time, okay. Every single time. Mm-hmm. So Earl of Sandwich, there is actually one at Disney World. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, so sorry, Dad, tell you about the time that we stayed. The first time I took Chelsea to Disney World, we stayed at Saratoga Springs, and our. Uh, the building that our hotel room was in was literally uh, like a three minute walk from Earl of Sandwich's front door. Yeah, we did that. We did that uh, when we stayed at Saratoga. We would walk over there. That's how I had. That's how I had Earl breakfast for the first time. Was we stayed oh, it's at Saratoga? Phenomenal. Yeah, and we were like, phenomenal. we could go to the food still court. Take the buses from there to go to the park. Yeah, you could. You, we could eat this Saratoga breakfast, which was fine, but it's a three minute walk to Earl, and then we could just hop on the bus to wherever the fuck we want to go. I mean, you're either going to Earl for breakfast or you're going to Chef Mickey's. Yeah. So. Sorry, Leron. We had a, sorry, we had a that's moment. Okay. Sad at the very that's, end. A, that's okay. That's okay. I feel like Leron, right. I feel like Leron would enjoy Chef Mickey's though. We're going during the food and wine festival too. Mm. Mm. Make sure you get that really, really, really terrible tasting. Yet it doesn't matter because it's going to get you drunk after one drink. Uh, beverage from the the the. There's a stand outside the the Chinese pavilion. Forget I'll, what it's called. I'll find it. I'm sure. Yeah, it tastes like I know, fire. I know but it's, it's look. If you want to be drunk the rest of the day, you just take one shot of that, and you will be. I'll have a repeat of Easter 2017, where I just rode the monorail repeatedly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did mm. I ever tell you about the time that I? that I this was before I met my wife but the one of the girls I was dating at the time we went and uh 
we went during the food and wine festival and we like fell asleep on the monorail because we drank too much <laughs> i was really drunk on the monorail and it was just empty because it was easter sunday mm-hmm. and then every time we would come back to epcot the guy would just poke his head and be like hey y'all okay and we're like yeah <laughs> great yeah i we're like listening great, to the spanish man. guy telling me to stay clear of the doors oh dude if you're not saying it along with them by like the time then are you really a visitor to disney world yeah do you really know <laughs> do you know my dad has a monorail t-shirt with that saying on it and it says chelsea it, chelsea almost bought me one she saw one yeah it's awesome she was like i don't want get this for you though because she goes i feel like we're the only ones that would get it or like the people who would understand it are other fucking weirdos like us yeah (laughs) i'm like yeah we're the we're the grown-ass adults who go without kids Mm. like i'm gonna have to start borrowing my friends kids eventually just Mm. so i don't look weird going to disney while i'm by myself Mm -hmm. well i have a shirt that i only wear to disney and it's a bright yellow shirt with orange wings on the back so it's a figment shirt Oh, I was trying to figure out like why. Mm-hmm. It's a figment. It's they're not like real wings. They're they're screen printed wings. But yeah, it has figment's eyes on the front and then wings on the back. I'm like I can only I wear this here because if I wore this out, somebody would think I was really weird. Which is fine because I am. But I don't I don't need strangers knowing that. You know, Corey. Get us out of here before we sit here and talk about Disney World for the next hour and a half. I mean, we could. We could. I know we could. <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank everybody for listening and or watching Standard Definition. You can find us live here on Twitch every Sunday night talking about whatever we feel like. You can also Wait down- a minute. I'm offended. I'm Why? offended. There was no food question from Greg Osterman the Third. You guys just fully offended. You guys just spent a good 12 minutes talking about food. I don't care. I'm deeply offended that there was no <laughs> question from Greg. We didn't have any questions he... this week. I'm offended. Mm. Greg, I hope you're listening to this. Greg, we'll happily take your food questions over at Crossroads. Don't worry. We'll have two next week if Josh isn't here. We'll just have two food questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh, where can we find you? You can find me on Tower Casuals every Thursday night. And then you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Tower Casuals, man. It's growing. Love Tower Casuals. This show, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Love that show. Uh, Leron, where can we find you? You can find me every Tuesday night. At twitch.tv slash exodus803 for the uh, Crossroads PlayStation podcast, 8 p.m. And then tomorrow night, I'll be on Pal Block with Ed, David, and Dan. They've asked me to come and be on their quiz show episode. So uh, you'll get to see you'll get to see the, the Sony Infidel in the in the house of Nintendo tomorrow night um, on Pal Block. And you can always follow me on social media at Exodus eight zero three exodus eight zero three. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how you get to me. I'm not I'm not like that cool guy as I was saying. Check the show notes. Yeah, uh, yeah. We miss you, Joe. I, I guess we should have acknowledged that Joe's not here, but it's fine. <laughs> you can find Joe at Colonel Panic or at Angry Dad's streaming on Facebook. Uh, 
I watch his stream sometimes. They're really funny. There's a whole. You can check those show notes. I gotta say it again. <laughs> you don't want to check those show notes. Uh... I don't, I don't have enough Halo stuff in the background to be cool. It's true. Uh, check those. Uh, check those show notes. Yeah, like a, look at the camera, like just in the right way. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna make him a shirt that just says "Check those show notes." Oh my god. You can find me at I am Corin HD on Twitter. Uh, you can find me doing various other things. I am going to be out soon for about a month of all these shows, and I don't know if I'm scared or excited. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who's gonna do this show while I'm gone. Uh, anyways, thank you everybody so much for watching it. Until next week, we love you. Goodbye. Take care, y'all. Bye bye. Bye bye now. See you next time. Like